What's happening, weirdos? This is the return of the incredible, hilarious, and wonderful Bert Kreischer, who has a new movie you're about to hear. We talk a little bit about it. Not not a ton, but I did gush quite a bit, because I went and I saw it, and I fucking loved it. And it's available streaming on like Apple TV. You get it on your iTunes. You can get it. You can buy it on YouTube. I'm pretty sure YouTube.com is a website. But I loved it. He's fantastic. He's so funny. It's so him. And you got to check it out. It's it's really gave me so many laughs and so many laughs that both Val and I needed so badly. That's so hard to do. So check out the machine, which is available on demand now. If you'd like some live laughs some LLs, go to PeteHolmes.com because I'm on tour. I'm going to be in New York and uh, I think New Jersey, Connecticut, I don't know, Denver. That sounds right. I'm going to be adding St. Louis. That'll be available soon. Listen, I'm going all around. And, it just, and even after this tour is done of this hour, I'm going to continue touring and doing more dates as I work out my next hour. So regardless of when you hear this, I'm probably coming to a town near, near you. Go to PeteHolmes.com. And I hope to see you out there. It means so much when people come to the shows. Also, if you like the show, we do ads a little bit differently here. We only do spots for things I actually use and actually love like this. I'm wearing it right now if you're watching the video. This is my Apollo Neuro. There's no piece of tech that has changed my life in the past years more than the Apollo Neuro. It's a wearable that helps your body recover from stress by sending vibrations into your body that gives your nervous system the sensation of being touched or held. That means it's like a digital or like a virtual hug, which is so incredible. It can help you relax, sleep, focus, and be more productive. A wearable hug for your nervous system using touch therapy to help you feel safe and in control. And I can tell you, and Val can tell you, it absolutely works. Worn on the wrist or the ankle, Apollo Neuro is like finding the fuse box for your emotions. That's what I like to say with settings for energy, social, focus, rebuild and recover, calm, unwind, which is what I put it on at night to help me wind down at the end of the day. Then I put it on fall asleep, which is a chemical free way to lull you to sleep. Or if you get up in the middle of the night to lull you back to sleep, I use it every night, at least one full rotation of the cycle. Apollo Neuro is not woo woo. It's not like developed by the Psychic Friends Network. It was developed by a neuroscientist and a board certified psychiatrist who've been studying the impacts of chronic stress in humans for nearly 15 years. And Apollo's effects on stress Stress, sleep, cognitive performance, and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real-world studies. So do your nervous system a favor. Do this show a favor. Show your support of this show, but also help your body, help your mind. Get 10% off at apolloneuro.com slash weird. That's A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O.com slash weird. 10% off. Also brought to us by our friends, speaking of productivity, at Onnit. Onnit Alpha Brain is the supplement that has absolutely changed. It's a game changer for me. It is a nootropic. It is earth-grown ingredients. It is not a stimulant. It helps you with memory and focus and creativity and flow. Anytime I'm doing something that involves my brain, if it's reading, writing, if I'm doing a podcast, if I'm doing stand-up, or as I'm just uh, this weekend, like uh, on the 4th, I will take some alpha brain because I want to have access to my brain. Even if I'm just hanging out and being social, when do you not want your brain to have the nutrition that it needs to function at its optimum? It is incredible. I wish I knew about it in college. I'm so glad I know about it now. The best way to know if you like it is to try it. Go to onnit, O-N-N-I-T.com slash weird. You will get 10% off everything you see on that landing page. Try alpha brain. 
absolute creativity and productivity game changer. Support the show on it.com slash weird. All right, everybody, let's get into Bert Kreischer. He returns right now. Get into it. You were you you were the first person that I said I need a Katie in my life. No, too. it's real. Everybody needs a Katie. I swear to God. Oh, so good to see you. I've been thinking about it. How have you been doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. This How's life been? So good. sweet. Yeah? I love this. So awesome. I've known I've mean, known Katie now for fucking fifteen years. No, probably. I know. I know. No, I love Katie. She's wonderful. And you're still working with her. Still working That's with so her. That's so fucking still awesome. Still together. That's two, so two fucking network. awesome. Well, that, now we're self-produced, but we were with Nerdist, which is how we got our started. We Nerdist, that's a interesting. Started. Are we rolling? We're rolling. Uh, Nerdist is a really interesting dude. Shout out to Chris Hardwick. He is such an inventive, yeah. fucking next level dude. Yes. But uh, yeah, he but, changed my life. Chris he, Hardwick he changed a lot of lives. He pushed me to do a pod, and we used to text each other just the word "game changer." I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm no. just with you. I want to give him some love yeah. because he was like, "You should do it." Because I was like, "What? It's just, just talking." He's like, you don't understand. I would argue. <laughs> I would argue. Can I tell you this? I'm, I'm going to say this. I hope that you take this as a compliment. Me? <clears throat> if oh. you didn't have extracurriculars in your career, meaning TV shows, movies, yeah, yeah. All, uh, tours, yeah. uh, if you just had focused on st- and on podcasting, you'd be bigger than Rogan. You think so? Yeah. You were so. I think you got distracted with a lot of the bigger things in your life: the Pete Holmes show, the yeah, fucking sure. uh, crashing, yeah. and which were all fucking amazing. I, I would. I would gladly. In the career that we both have chosen, we've chosen to do the extracurriculars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, they were those they, kids that we do band. Yeah, they tempt we us. We do they, dance. I want to be challenged on other things. Like Joe, just I think Joe already did them all. Yeah, and he was got done. It. He had, he peaked. he didn't peak, but he broke early. That's the word I'm looking for. And you know, in secret time, Joe got put in time out for a little bit. Tell me, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure when Joe you were would be fun. No, 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 Joe got put in time out after doing the man show. And then the Carlos Mencia thing, it all happened at the same time. After the man show, because I got offered the man show, uh, I got offered the man show. Yeah, fuck. why weren't you the host of the man show? I know. Well, you know, can I? <laughs> can I tell you? Can I tell you why? Tom they gave Segura. it to, What do you mean? They offered me the man show uh, probably 2015, 2014, 15. We just started doing Joe's podcast. Joe's podcast was big. And it's really when we came, Joe became like a little bit of a, like a, I say big brother. I don't really like using the word mentor because. Uh, I never like I, mentors too grandiose. Big brother, like where I could go. Like it has the word men in it. You guys would like that. I like the mentor. A lot. <laughs> the, uh, I meant it because you're because you're man you're men you're man man. I'm really tapping into my gay side lately. <laughs> I hung out with Tom. It. I hung out with Rob Lowe yesterday, and he is so fucking perfect. He's a beautiful man. So I called Joe. I was in Edmonton. They offered me the man show. They said you can have anyone guest host it. Uh, you beat you, and then you can pick whoever you want to co-host it with. And I called Joe and I said, "Hey man, uh, I'm just got offered the Man Show. I know you did it. What do you think?" He goes, "Don't do it. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. It's not worth it." He's like, "Listen, man, I got put in a little bit of a TV timeout after I did it because it, no one, no one liked it, and I, and 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 it kind of fucked me for a little bit." Wait, because people didn't like how un PC it was? No, no, no. Is, it, no. is that it just didn't perform well? It wasn't good. So whenever you get, whenever you have, maybe something, it wasn't. Good. Maybe it was good. It just didn't perform well. It didn't perform well. I see. It wasn't. It wasn't Jimmy and Adam. Yeah. Jimmy and Adam had a special chemistry. Yeah. They were special dudes and they were doing something at a time when it was unacceptable and and girls on, on trampolines. I remember watching yeah. that going like, yeah. it's fucking perfect. Right. This, I wanted that to be the whole show. When I was 15, I was like, why wasn't 
can I tell you it still works and there's porn out there pretty obsessively? Ag- it still works. It still works. I saw girls on trampoline the other day and I went, oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. That's fucking cool. I like it to have like a like a light fl- flare to it. Like, I like fr- frolicking. I love, uh, <laughs> Doug, Doug Benson used to do side boob Sundays. Yeah. And his fans would just send pictures of side boobs and I'd go, yeah. Oh, it fucking works. Yeah, now I know. Underboob too. Oh, underboob. Underboob is great. Like down blousing when a woman when yeah. a woman uh, is not wearing a bra and they lean forward yeah. to talk to you yeah. and you're supposed to like you get that moment of 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 down animal blousing. instinct where you see it and you yeah. go, I want to look shouldn't. and then you look away because you're a, 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 a gentleman, gentleman, but you're the part of you is a man where you're like she fucking knows. Yeah, she knows she's doing this yeah. to me. That fucking- have you ever thought about this? If you and I were women, I feel like would be the similar style, brassy broads. I say that with with love. Yeah. I'd have like a, 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 a like a dragon tattoo high on my thigh. Ooh, I might you. have red hair. Can I? Yeah, yeah, I'd have red hair too. Can I tell you? I really put this together at one point that doing stand up is our attempt to be hot women. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You walk through the Mall of America and people are, are as, as excited to see you as they would just, uh, not just, but like a beautiful, like Joan from Mad Men walks through. Yeah. Same level of enthusiasm I said at to, that uh, yogurt shop. I, said to, I was talking to my, my, my lady who runs my social media. We were stuck in traffic and we were talking about what percentage of uh, the opposite sex do you think you'd have sex with? And she's very attractive. And she said, I, th- I think I could have sex with 100%. Of men? Of men. And I said, and I was like, yeah, that's actually pretty accurate. I said, what about me? And she goes, I don't know, like 30%. And I was like, wait, hold on. Are you doing just me as me or me as if I have my career I have? She goes, oh, well, that's a little bit of a game changer. Of course. Because it is it is true. I could get, it's not fair either. That I mean, look, I'm, both of us are married men, so that we're talking in this fantasy parallel universe. Yeah. But I could get girls I don't deserve. Interesting. What is attractiveness? If well, this not is, oh, this is, an this, externalization. So, okay, I'm going to give this. This is I'm gonna, really deep. I love where this I'm gonna is going. I'm going to give this to you. Okay, okay Rob Lowe. Tell me about Rob Lowe. Tell me about Rob Lowe's jawline. Is it's, it chiseled? Every part of his face yes. is, is perfectly measured. Yes. It's a, so symmetry. Symmetry. Symmetry is also just a genetic indicator. Uh, real teeth. Real teeth. He has real teeth. We can't is, be sure about that. Is, they uh, might no, be wooden. I know, I, no, I watch. I watch. I, I, I pick on real teeth. You got real teeth. I, I got real teeth. real teeth. I, I don't have real teeth, but I have ugly teeth. How can teeth. you tell when people don't have real teeth? It, 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 it turns me off. When you see someone with How like, do you know? Oh, they're too perfect. And they're very, you know, hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chiclet teeth. But a square jaw, everybody who listens to this podcast knows I'm going to say this, but a square jaw is an indication of high testosterone. So is body hair. So this is how you're sexy. You are projecting to women like manliness, like Bert Kreischer without a beard. I can't grow a beard. These are indications of testosterone. Think of Jason Statham. He's balding. Bruce Willis, he's balding. High testosterone. What's testosterone? It's a poison. So if you are a man and you have high testosterone, it means you're strong. It means you have grit. It's the same thing, machine. I'm calling you machine on purpose here. I love it. Alcohol is a poison. Why is you drinking 12 Manhattans in an hour like seeming, like why is that cool? Why is it cool that Don Draper's smoking a cigarette and having a cocktail at noon? Because testosterone and alcohol, chiseled jaw, hairy back, baldness, all these things are indications of how your genes can handle a competitive environment. There are things that are trying to kill you. So I'm talking about on a base unconscious level, a woman looks at you and goes, he can survive. I won't breed with him and he'll drop dead. Yeah. Now think of what a you know, like what what we've in the eighties would call like a nerd, like you know, pale. Like a high pitched voice and Yeah, they do they have a beard? No. No. Do they they have a square jawline? No, no. Yeah, yeah, of course, weak chin. 
This, these are indications. So symmetry is also an indication of an internal order. It's interesting. Right? Yeah. So Rob Lowe's perfect face, Denzel Washington's perfect face, Ooh. it says to a woman, just like big hips say to a man, uh, we're talking very heteronormative, very like, I, I understand. But a man, we see wide hips, that means a baby can come out without splitting this woman in half. Yeah. We see big boobs, they can feed the baby. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, These yeah. are ju- we're pretty basic. Yeah, there's a lot of variations on this. But when you're talking, so you getting women you you don't deserve, I would take issue with that because you can make people laugh. Humor is an indication that you have higher function, which means you're not going to resort to violence first. You're going to go yeah. to your intelligence first. I you're going to go that, to your would, reason I would, first. I would argue I wouldn't. You know, it's interesting you say that. I would. I've never resorted to violence. Like I've never resorted. Like it's not. Is my it really first, a resort? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was telling something the other day. I learned very quickly, as a dude with a sense of humor, who you can fuck with and who you cannot fuck with. Some people, yeah, it's not on the menu. There, dudes, and you know, it's it's tricky because I, I live in a world where like a lot of MMA fighters listen to our podcast, and so and I fuck around with a lot of MMA fighters. Is it MMA? I've been saying my my fighters, my fighters, What if what well, if you're talking to the toughest motherfucker you've ever met, and he's shirtless and he's glistening, but he keeps saying ma instead of MMA? I don't correct him. Yeah, you don't correct him. I don't correct anyone. I don't correct anyone. People people can say the n word in front of me, and I just go, uh huh, sure thing, pal. Just can you say it lower? I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> Deep voice also an indication of yeah. uh, genetic. Superior. Dude, I don't correct anyone. I've had black dudes say horrifically homophobic shit out loud at a restaurant, and you're just like, "Can we just lower our voices?" Bloomin onion. <laughs> How many bloomin onions will it take yeah. to apologize to everyone? I don't correct anybody, us? and I will not correct an MMA fighter. I will not correct an MMA fighter. Which is why I think you're still here. Uh, yeah. Well, although you, are, it's a, it's a learning curve. Are they of, gentle little beans? No, dude. They're, they're not. No, no, no. The vast majority of them are. Fucking awesome. Like, yeah, awesome. Yeah. They are as awesome as Rogan is, and Rogan is Rogan would never, ever, ever in a million years resort to violence because those dudes, a lot of them, understand they they can they could beat the fuck out of uh, out of you. But right. they don't I don't think that they, they I think the majority of them are smart enough. There's a there's a little gray area of dudes who would resort to violence. There are, there are, and I, a couple of them I know. But like for the most part, you can bust balls with any of them, yeah, and they'll all they appreciate it. Like, uh, it, well, it, they're probably used to people being afraid of them all the time. Israel so, Adesanya yeah. is the inarguably the, probably the baddest motherfucker around. Yeah, uh, middleweight champion of the world, and I challenged him to a fight. I said I could kick his ass if we hold on, hold on. <laughs> if if we both started drinking. The same time, and we had to drink twelve beers and then get in the cage, and then and then he kind of giggled and like sent me a text like that's actually an interesting fight because I don't drink much, yeah. so like and I drink a lot, so I, and so just fucking around. That's just your fuck, handicap, yeah. but I, but it's yeah. just talking shit. On I don't podcast. mean your handicap. Yeah. I mean like he would be at a deficit. But that's yeah. that's fucking around on a podcast, and yeah. then I met him in New Zealand, and he he daps me up and like grabs me and like. Puts his hand behind my neck, very big hands, very soft hands, very big hands. Yeah, catch And hands. he throws a soft knee to my stomach and he pulls me in tight and he goes, you still think you can fuck me up? <gasps> and I was like, oh, this was a miscalculation. Also, he was holding on to He it. was holding me and I wasn't moving. Yeah. I wasn't moving. Yeah, and, yeah, but yeah. We ended up A partying. slow-mo knee still hurt a little bit, Dude, I bet. He I is, bet that's a bony knee. He, he is. And his body moves with intention. Yeah, that, oh, he, 
you just scared me. He's yeah. not even here. Yeah. When you're like, if you were like, Pete, you can go fight that guy. I just want you to know yeah. his body moves with intention. The Diaz brothers, uh, the Diaz brothers aren't like fair game. I wouldn't say you can make fun of, but like, I think the Diaz- these are the twins from Breaking Bad. No, no, no. This is Nick and Nate Diaz. Oh, Nick and, and Nate, the, the home renovation guys. From, yeah, 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 yeah. They, 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 they cousins. They do kitchens, and so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should do a home renovation show. And they break the walls themselves. Yeah, dude, that's a fucking great idea. In stock. I feel like you could sell that tomorrow. It's like, it's MMA fighters and they'll redo their home, but instead of using sledgehammers and stuff, they throw guys through the wall. And I just, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, demo's the part, the, the funnest part to yes. watch. Yes. But then it would be cool to see their design choices. Yes, that would would stay would show up for the demo. Would stay for the horrible design, the reveal to like <laughs> to like a, a like a very artsy alternative couple that identify as 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 yes. they them's. Yes, and then Nick and Nate Diaz are like, "Yo, leather walls." <laughs> what do you mean you don't want black leather walls? Yo, we made you a smoking porch, and they're like, "What?" They're notoriously big stoners, right? So that's when you know they have a good sense of humor is if they smoke pot. Yeah. And Shane Gillis is good friends with with Nate, and uh, and I, I Nate Diaz, Nate Diaz. I'm and just so, learning this, but so I'm you, rolling you, with you it. don't you don't like you know there's a you know that if you say something you have to really mean it as a joke. Yeah. They have to you you want that's the thing with tough guys and I they have to that know your intent they have to know your intent because they you and I only speak joking yeah but they also these are guys that would pick up the frequency of like or maybe you know you want to fucking find out well because they're like oh because you know, there are some dudes yeah who do that of course there are guys there are guys that we've dealt with in this business that think they're they're comics and they think they're tough guys and they do like alpha shit to you sometimes that's not cool oh yeah and and then and you go like hold no, it's, on it's you know i'm not gonna hit you at the improv right and, and right. i would never hit you but that is a weird thing to do okay so there's actually a lot of parallels here i think when you show up in a situation i have to imagine like most comics you're not really interested in being the funniest person at the party right not at all, right? Not, not at all. I, 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 I most i go the other way really i mean no i know i mean i'm with you yeah, i go yeah, yeah, i yeah. go people will be like pete's kind of quiet you know what I mean? And if somebody's like wants to juggle and do bits and stuff, I'm like, fucking have at it. I fucking spilled Kool-Aid spill? on my shirt. You're still drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah, what I the suck. fuck? I'm, I'm fucking 50 and I'm still spilling Kool-Aid on me. <laughs> the fuck? Are there other 50-year-old men spilling Kool-Aid on them? They're spilling water, I think. God damn it. Now it looks like I'm bleeding. Fucking here, shit. Here, give it to me. Oh, thanks, Pete. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. You're welcome, brother. Thanks, Pete. You're my guest. Thanks, Pete. Be our guest. Be <laughs> our guest with some Kool-Aid on your chest. You're a man and you drink Kool-Aid and you're 50 at best. Oh. <laughs> Don't cough during my riffs. I'm just oh. kidding. It actually feels pretty nice. This Kool-Aid's so fucking good, man. Is it? It's awesome. Do you think that big talking picture has your best interests at heart? Yeah. Yeah. He's coming through your wall. That's you, you a, that, First does? of all, that's how you know he doesn't really give a fuck you know about he, you after the transition. You you walk into a room and there's a lot of villains in the room, right? There's alcohol, there's cigarettes, there's yeah. there's zins, there's zins? Zin, it's a tobacco that like all the young dudes do. All the okay. bar stool guys are zin zins all. Zinning it up. Zin it up. It's a little pouch. It's like a yeah. snooze. Okay. And so there's tobacco, there's there's drugs, there's Xanax, there's Yeah. And then, and then there's Kool Aid. And then there's Kool Aid. He goes, "Hey man, you deserve a treat, and I don't want to kill you. I mean, I'm not great yeah, for you, yeah, but yeah. do you want a little treat?" And you're like, "Oh and yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. 
And then you go, and because I, today I was like, I was like, I ate, a, I ate two edibles last night and I had a hard time turning the corner what this morning. Mean? Oh, getting up. And then I went and worked out really hard and I was just like, and I was like, I need a treat. I need something to like look forward to. Kool-Aid. So I made a Kool Aid and a gallon of Kool Aid and I'll sip it through the day. I can't wait. I love it. I love it so much. It's interesting. When you drink it, does it take you back? I have a lot more on me, by you the way. You have a lot more on you, yeah. Would, no, it takes Would it you just... mind? I'm just kidding. A little, because people are only going to see mine. Yeah, no, I know. They're going to be like, who's, yeah. You really took a fucking swing at it. Commit to the bit. Yeah, commit to the bit. <laughs> commit to the bit. Let me ask you this. So you drink it. Mm. How much of it is nostalgia? Because I saw Tom making fun of you on Instagram, yeah. and I loved it. Yeah. I just loved how you you kind of turn into like, 15 year old version of you like your face reverts and it's very sweet and like he's laughing so hard yeah something about tom laughing when he gets really laughing you're almost like what is he thinking that he's not saying yeah. like there's something terrible there's a lot that he's thinking there's he's worse things yeah. that he's not saying or thinking but when you drink it does it take you back to that time because i'm smelling it yeah and it's bringing me back to like little league i think there's something about it that uh that kind of bright it i feel like it brightens my day like as i take a sip i go yeah i'm gonna this is this is gonna sound like placement so you know what element is yeah drink an element at night make a hot make a make a salt chocolate hot element at night that's my instead of like a cocktail or weed or something I, I sound so 44 right now, yeah. but I make my, the reason is I only do it at night. So when I make it, my brain goes, it's, treat. it's treat time, even though it's a zero calorie, you know, hydration multiplier we were doing, that I love. We were doing element uh, margaritas. I believe that would be great. They're I, fucking awesome. I struggle not to drink like five of them a day. That's my biggest problem Elements? with them is yeah. I only want to drink them. Well, you know what else is really good is liquid IV. Liquid IV is really good too. I like liquid IV, but it has sugar in it. It has like 11, 12 grams of sugar in it. Not a concern for Mr. Kool-Aid, but yeah, I'm over here. My, not, on my, not on my map. I'm not seeing that road. I, uh, I'm i over here going like, just strip it away. Element yeah. has no sugar. Now we're just, this sounds like a commercial, but. No, no, both. I like I like Element. I like liquid IV, I, but. Liquid my, IV got me through COVID. It helped me like when I had COVID. It liquid me IV it. really works. Like yeah, in the mornings, it. if you're hungover, you drink a liquid IV and you bounce back. I would say put a, put a put an element to that test. Let's get that. I'll, t- going. I'll do. I'll tell you what. I'll go strict element for a week and see how I feel. There you go. Um, I uh, I was we were t- you got something? No, because no. I was we were talking about whether or not you're funny at a party. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I was saying that's if you know that you're funny, you don't have to prove it. These guys know that they're tough. So they don't have to prove it. No, they, that must they be don't. a nice little relief. But you were also starting to say, I think that people do fuck with them. I have to imagine people, in the same way. If I see you at a party and I'm I'm just a regular guy, a non comedian, I mean, I might want to go up and be like, I was funnier than that guy. Oh, and, there's there's definitely guys that will will push and challenge because they think you know, they're not that fucking tough. Yeah, and 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 I, I've I've seen it, and then you've and I've seen it like. I've seen like little wrestling matches go wrong, and and really, oh yeah, little like good natured, like good natured ribbing like, turn into like, whoa, he's up against the elevator, like what the fuck? You can't. Well, you're talking about they're in their body. If you 
sometimes I will get in a situation where my comedian reflex kicks out and suddenly I'm saying cunt or something. And I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm just like, oh, right. Most people don't jump to that. We're, we're at a party. You, know what I mean? you do the thing where you throw them against the elevator comedically. Yeah, exactly. You say, you're like, fuck it. I can beat any Asian in a foot race. And everyone's like, what the fuck? <laughs> the fuck did he just say? <laughs> fuck, it. fuck it. You guys want to be funny? Let's be funny. <laughs> You want to be funny? Let's be it's funny. Like, it's like Michael Keaton. You want to get nuts? Yeah. Let's get nuts. That's exactly. And that's so you grab someone who's used to in their body. Like if I, if I hand you something, like you, your you, your hand just goes out. Like yeah. you know what I mean. And if I grab you, they just go into like some sort of stance. Yeah. And now a knee's going up. They didn't mean it, dude. I uh, so if I go to a so it's funny. I've changed a lot. Back in the day, when I had nothing going on in my career. I would have to be the funny guy at the party. Me too. But when it was the worst, I was unbearable. Me too. I I could argue, I could argue that I I was unbearable. Yeah, and especially if there was a network exec there, buddy. I was pitching him shows. I I couldn't shut the fuck. Let up. me join you. Let me join you in the shame pool. Guess who got real lit, real drunk, and pitched a movie to Ben Stiller. I love that. I love that. that Outside, my... it was at a meltdown party, and I, even drunk, I saw on his face, you know, he's a good communicator with his face. Yeah. His face said, yeah. please don't. Please don't. He, like, it was like Kabuki Theater. Like, back row would have known, Ben Stiller does not want to hear this movie idea. That's fucking. Isn't that crazy? So you would, so I'm with you. I, 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 used to, I would I'll, be I'll excitable. Take a, I'll take it one further. I had a friend married to a network executive, and I couldn't understand how they didn't pitch their spouse all day long. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, that's what we do, right? Right. I was so bad. And then when I got a, a little a little bit of success, I started very getting comfortable in my skin. And now I actually, there's been a couple parts, especially if I'm not drinking, I... I get to a party and I am so quiet yeah. that everyone say what's everyone's what's like what's wrong? wrong with you? What's wrong? I go nothing. Yeah, you got to find that middle ground. Yeah, that middle. Which, by the way, speaking of balance, dude, for real, like the most sincere compliment. I fucking loved your movie. Oh, thank you. I thank fucking you loved it. And let me let thank me make you. it even better. I think as a compliment, um, I put it on and I was like, I'll watch ten minutes. Yeah. Like not not because I didn't think it would be good. I was yeah. just like. Most things aren't for me. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I'll throw it on. Val's rocking the baby. I'll throw it on. Nope. Val comes down. We're starting this bitch again. Oh, but and that is such she a loved it. That I don't is... mean, I, I hate that I'm revealing that I'm kind of like a lazy curmudgeon. I'm like, I just want to see some of the movie. No, no. I, I, I know you that. get that. I get that because I do that with a lot of things. But it wasn't a vote of no confidence in you. It was just kind of like, most things aren't for me i can see things coming a little ways ahead like i like i can predict i things. thought i would be watching your movie and being like and is this gonna happen i was yeah. surprised thank you thank I, you and i i don't want to ruin it for anybody but there's the moment in the elevator yeah yeah we laughed like 10 thank val you. and i alone meaning i wish i had seen it in a theater i might still go see it in a theater well, yeah, but like to you. see it with a group and you are fucking great in it. Thank you and so much, Pete. That I, is a real compliment. I'm so hard on other comics. I really am. Like oh, because you. I see what we do. I see how we're uncomfortable. Yeah. We don't know how to connect. If we're not 
talking in the scene were like like frozen. You were making choices. You were loose in your body. You were in the scene. Oh, and you, I'm going to tell you, here's, you, I'm sorry for all these compliments, but I really just want to get the word out. Like I, th- I was like, I'll watch it as my friend. I'm going to like it. And I loved it. And the thing that came to mind, I was like, this, you're like our Tim Allen. You know what oh, I mean? I was like, please. you're the Santa Claus. You're... That's that's I've gotten the offered trajectory. a lot of Santa Claus roles, shockingly. I, I didn't even, <laughs> no, I actually, I didn't even I actually, mean that. I swear to God, I've gotten so many Santa Claus scripts, <laughs> so many Santa Claus scripts that like Santa Claus scripts to a point I was like, yes. I was like, do I need to lose weight? Like, what's going on? They're like, that's, no, it's it's really a powerful thing to do a Christmas movie. Yeah, because they keep coming back, and and yeah. that's what agents yeah. want you to do. Right. But uh, yeah, it's that, built in into the. Thank calendar. you so much, Pete. That means yeah, such you a, from scene one. From scene one, I was like with your family, and and I, I saw you put vulnerability in it too. That's the other thing. I was like, oh, I bet it's just, you know, I bet it's like a fun wild movie. Yeah. And then there's all this heart in it, and there's all the and you did the work oh, as an buddy, artist. Buddy, that's, you're gonna make me cry. Thank it, you. No, Pete. I, that is I very sweet of you. I I almost texted you, but I was like, I'm gonna tell him on the show, and and again, I'm embarrassed that I went in just kind of being like, who knows? I shouldn't have doubted, but no, I was like, this I, I do is that. Fucking I've dope. done that. I've done that with a lot of things. Mostly I do that with specials. I watch a lot of specials. Well, that's that's what it was. Yeah. I watch a lot of specials and I just go like, okay. Mm-hmm. That, that was and I can still like the person me too. and be like, okay. And, yeah. and then and and it's and, just not for me. Yeah, it's not it's the yeah. cleanest thing you can say. I go, I'm not I'm not I'm never gonna talk shit about this person. No. Yeah. Other people might love them, <laughs> just not for me. And and it's also fucking beautiful. It's shot beautifully. Thank you. And the transitions and the subtitles, there's a lot of intention. It wasn't just, and this is why I'm happy to share this on the show, it wasn't just a movie that you can make. It's like it wanted to be a movie. It was Scotty Landis. They wrote this great script. You fucking nailed it. And you surrounded yourself with this cast. Is there a dud on that cast? It's fucking everyone is dope. We had a ball and we're tired. We have a four and a half year old we need laughs. But going back to what I was saying, you know, your therapist wrote like deep insecurity, right? Yeah. And then there's you talking about needing balance. And there's the real hurt, whether or not it's your father in real life, but there's a real hurt of parents not understanding oh, us. Oh, yeah. And to play that out and to see you discover balance. I know this sounds like no. I'm blowing smoke, no, but I was I, like, I, you I, need that. you Because I know what a persona is. I know what it's like to go into my comedy power, and I know what it's like to go into my daddy power, You're like being a dad yeah. and being a partner and being a friend and being a, just a regular person at the at the library. Yeah. And like I, I just really, I think it's a really great thing. And I hope, I hope if you want to keep doing stuff like that, I hope you do. Oh, Pete. That is, I'm going to clip this out, send this to me, <laughs> and I'm going to play this every time I feel low. Because yeah, like, yeah. you do feel low at times, regardless, and, and you go, Why, man, what's going on with me? Mm. And then, like, uh, you know, pulling out today, a guy said to me, um, hey, man, I saw your movie. The guy didn't expect to say that. And he's like, my buddy's going through something, and, and he said he, it's exactly what he needed. Yeah. And then you go, oh. And then you, like, it's hard because you want to close your eyes and go, I remember this compliment. Yeah, this I want this compliment to stick with me for the day. Well, that's what you should do, by the way. I'm, I, yeah. Well, I I think of because you have to. You have to hold on to it intentionally. A negative yeah. one, you don't have to try. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You suck. Crazy? Yeah. yeah. Hold on. Can I tell you a story, please? Larry David. This I got from Father Greg Boyle, who is a is a mentor of mine and a, and a friend. Um, he <laughs> sounded so show busy and a friend. I just mean I love him to death. Yeah. That's all I mean. Is he a real priest? 
He's a real priest. Yeah. Okay, good. I yeah. like him already. Jesuit. Yeah. Just well, like your I'm a Jesuit. Yeah, yeah I love, exactly. love him already. Okay. Yeah. If you don't know Father Greg Boyle, read, listen to Tattoos on the Heart. You will love it. It's really? Incre- and you should be giving to Homeboys in- Homeboy Industries. Wait, is he the it's he's homeboy. homeboy? Yeah. Oh, shut the yeah, fuck yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should do a benefit and, and we'll I'm do it together heartbeat. for, for I've Homeboy. I've stopped by them. They used to be in American Airlines. I don't know if American They are, yeah. They're still, still there. there. But I used to stop there all the time. I would, but the line is usually too long. The line's is, crazy long. Great. Yeah. So he told this story in his book, uh, Barking to the Choir. And, I, and I'm going to put it back to you because I don't want to talk too much, but I am excited to tell you how much I loved your movie. <laughs> so Larry David, Larry David, goes to a Yankee game and it's his birthday and his friends or whoever he's with tell the management that Larry David is there and that it's his birthday. So seventh inning stretch, they put him on the Jumbotron. There he is, Larry David, standing ovation, the whole however many tens of thousands of people that is, or if it's 10,000, I don't know. It's a lot of fucking people. Yeah. Standing ovation for Larry David, which, by the way, I believe because my father it, he transcends everything, and he's and he is New York, yeah, and he's New York. He's New so York. they go nuts, standing ovation. Then, as if that weren't enough, they sing Happy Birthday. The whole stadium sings Happy Birthday to him. Another ovation, pretty nice, right? Really nice. Larry David gets out. He's feeling pretty good. Goes to his car. He's getting in his car. Someone drives by. Goes, Hey, Larry, you suck. And he goes, why? That's all I had from that night. That's all he got from that night was that guy. One person. Why? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, why does that happen? I'll tell you. There's, it's, it's called the Velcro Teflon theory. And it's, it's uh, neuroscience, I guess you could say, or psychology. So a negative one, you suck, is like Velcro. It sticks to you effortlessly. Mm-hmm. This doesn't answer the why, but they've, they've just you know, studied it. And Teflon, you know, it slips right off. I say, your movie is great. So the trick is when someone says you're great to like meditate on, I don't mean like meditate. I mean like think about it for 30 seconds, they say. That's how long it takes to make the Velcro, make the Teflon Velcro. Yeah, you know what my problem was is I I stopped uh, a while ago. Mm. I stopped reading reviews of anything I did when I wrote a book, when I wrote a book and, and my wife was like, hey, you got a good review of your book. And I said, I don't want to read the good ones. If I read the good ones, then I got to read the bad ones. Yeah. And they got, and I got to, I got to value me equally. Yeah. And I go and I, and for whatever reasons, the, the negative reviews of that book weighed so much heavier on me than people, the positive ones. People reviewed it. People went out of their way to write a negative review. It's really interesting. <laughs> it's really interesting that like, I, you know, I've never, Can I've I- never left a, a, I've never left like a, a negative comment. Yeah, what are you doing? Who are the people leaving one star reviews on a lighter on Amazon? Like, but they're out there. Yeah. I wait. I take that back. I left one negative Yelp review, and the guy lost his business. What? I know. And I and I and I've learned. I learned from that moment. <laughs> I, I he he reached out to me. He connected with me. I I, I was I, I did. I was in Baltimore. I landed. <laughs> I landed. I took the red eye. I landed. And now it's like 10 in the morning and I go, I'm going to fucking, I'm not done. I'm going to have another beer and some lunch and I'm going to go sleep. I'll do my show tonight. And so I go across the street to this restaurant. <laughs> I say to the guy, hey, what's good? What's What, what do you recommend? What's good to drink? And he goes, Bud Light. And the bartender and I went, okay, is there anything, got anything on tap? And he goes, it's right there. And I went, okay. I said, but like, do you have any local IPAs? And he was like, Heineken. And I went, all right, I'll take a Heineken. So I get a Heineken. I said, well, what do you... <laughs> I said, local. I go, yeah, exactly. I go, do you have any, uh, what do you recommend for lunch? Like, what's really good? And he goes, turkey sandwich. And I said, okay. And he brings out the most bland turkey sandwich in the entire fucking world. 
And I said, <laughs> and I is go, there a worse bad sandwich than turkey? It's, when turkey goes south, <laughs> it's so bad, Pete. Yes, it's sucking it's, the moisture it, it, from your mouth. It looks like it looks like <laughs> it's so bad, and it's so and it's just a little smattering of fries. I had to ask for like condiments. I go, do you have any like tomatoes or onions or lettuce or Wait, it was just turkey, it was just turkey and bread. And I go, and he goes, it's going to be extra. And I went, okay. I go, I just want it to be good. And he goes. <laughs> You haven't even tried it. And I was like, He didn't oh my God. say you haven't tried it. And so I, I try it and I go, There's nothing on this. Can I get all this stuff? And he was like, Yeah. He was such a dick that I went on Yelp. You I'm, haven't even tried it. It's something your mom says to you. I bet you could find this negative review. I bet you could find it. And I leave a review on Yelp. And then literally, Tuesday, I'm doing Rogan. And he and Rogan says, Who the fuck? What kind of idiot leaves a negative review on Yelp? I go, I just did the other day. <laughs> and you told the story. And I told the story. And I and and then I and I read the Yelp review, <laughs> and then the dude that owns the restaurant calls me. He goes, "Hey man, I've invested my life in this business, and you just fucking ruined my business. Like my Yelp is destroyed. Everyone's commenting negatively. Like I wish you would have just come to me personally and said, "Hey, your bartender sucks. I would have fired him." He oh, was, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. I thought it was him. It, it wasn't him. It goes, was just a bad bartending. It was a bad day. bartender, and he goes. Dude, I got rid of the guy. Can you please get rid of your comment? And I was like, well, my intention wasn't to ruin your business. My intention was I was frustrated and I just wanted to like, yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to land somewhere. Yeah. And he's like, well, you, you got it. You got it. And he's like, they're coming after me, man. My fucking phone's ringing. People like, people are like harassing me. I mean, it was, it was bad. It was Whoa. right when Rogan started getting big. And so, <coughs> so I, I, I learned from that. I was like, oh, I, you don't, you don't really benefit. You don't really benefit. Sometimes it's like a Molotov cocktail, you throw, but you throw it and then you walk away and you go, ah, fuck it. I don't give a fuck. And then sometimes you don't realize what that effect has on people. Right. So I stopped right. leaving negative comments. As a matter of fact, I started leaving positive. I started finding the positive in Yelp. Well, that's so the like, problem is if people are happy, this is like a thing in business. If somebody likes your product, one out of 10 will write a positive comment. You, Someone yeah. doesn't like it, it's like one out of two will write a negative comment. And so if you go, uh, if you can find my Yelp reviews. I wonder if I have it on my phone. I have, I give, I give. Oh, you're out there. You're I, out there I, Yelping. I, I, when I like something, I Yelp it and I Yelp it really fucking good. Like I really <laughs> Yelp it. Hang on, I'll see if I got, I'll see if I got. Any of my, any of my, do you have my glasses, Pete? I, I, Different beat. Let me see. Me, Bert K. Uh, wow, that's all the things I've done. I left I such a glowing fucking Yelp review. Now I'm worried. Worried. I've, I don't think I've left a negative one. I'm going to look it up. How do you do it? You click me. Me. Uh, reviews. Where are, you, where are your reviews? Me. Where do you see your reviews? Uh, oh, you reviews. scroll down. Oh, here we go to the Balance Brain Neurofeedback. That's a neurofeedback place here in LA. I just said, John is the best. Neurofeedback is easy, comfortable, and even a little bit fun. Okay. What, what am I? A little precocious little elf. Even a little bit fun. Okay, you ready? And Sacred Chow. I don't know what that is. Five years ago, hit me with yours. I said, amazing food, great vibe, friendly staff. Try the lentil meatloaf, a wonderful new vegan option in a great location. Smiley face. 
beat you're gonna, this is, you're gonna beat this is more of embarrassing than me pitching a movie to ben stiller <laughs> uh, get ready to get creeped out it was a monday night no no it's not as what is this a noir <laughs> the winds were whipping sand into the street and i was starving as the, i looked <laughs> the winds were whipping sand into the street as i looked on yelp everything was closed except for the lookout bar and grill i have to be honest I didn't expect much at first. A beautiful bartender named Beverly welcomed us inside. She accommodated my weird drink choice. Double Tito's and soda, big glass, no lime, with three cherries, please. We giggled over the cherries. We no, 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 we giggled over it's, the cherries. Worse. I have a cardiologist appointment next week. That's in there? Yeah. So, no, no, no. Are you telling me this? No, are you I'm, reading the review? I'm in. I'm, I'm, you're just, you're just letting this, it no, rip. No, I, I, have, I a have a cardiologist appointment next so week. So I'm trying to be healthy, but I looked at the lookout burger and thought, one more time, one more time. What is this, Bukowski? One more time <laughs> is the phrase that ran through my head as I took bites of the best burger I've ever had in my entire life. First bite, absolutely delicious. Half pound patty with brioche bun, all fresh. Lettuce, tomato, bacon, fried egg. (laughs) Unlike a certain place I I won't mention. (laughs) One more time, next bite, their homemade sauce flooded my mouth. My eyes rolled in the back of my head like a shark in the harbor next to me. One more time, I took a sip of my drink. There's a refrain? There's a refrain. One more time. One more time? All I could do was eat half. The fries, fresh, crisp, yet soft, like a lover you'd meet on a dock on a windy night. Everything about this evening was perfect. From Beverly to the burger to the cocktails, all I have to say to you is one more time. One more time. One more time. You, my friend, have delivered today. (laughs) Seriously, the mozzarella sticks are pretty addictive and the burger was legit. The fish and chips are pretty good. I'm coming back. Wait, at the end, you sort of broke yeah, tone. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, all well, narrative also, aside. The, the mozzarella. Lookout Bar and Grill. Lookout Bar and Grill in Oxnard. Look is out that where bar, it is? Yeah, Lookout Bar and Grill. Beverly was fucking dope. The, the, I mean, I, I, Brenda's self, French soul food restaurant in San Francisco. Fucking insane. I did one. I can't remember. I did one. I did one. Uh, the one I did was, was wild. was about one a fucking. Time. I love when you, but when a meal's good, I love to take that time and really fucking. Oh, you were feeling, you were like Beyonce in that post. You were feeling yourself. It's so much more fun than being like, this place fucking sucks. Can I offer something? A question? Yeah. Was, and this is really a question about life. Was that burger so good? Because, what's up? Pete was with me. I remember you writing that review. Pete was with me. Well, yeah, by candlelight with a a feather quill. How great is that fucking burger? That fucking burger is so fucking good. My mouth's watering. I swear to God, that bu- that burger is so fucking good. That burger is so fucking good. It's so good. It's so good because oh. they really make it. It's not frozen. It's fresh. Everything's fresh. <laughs> oh my you mean God. they're grinding it in the back? Dude, they make... The burger I had the other night. Who the fuck made that burger? What just happened? Oh my God, I'm thinking about burgers now. I'm having a burger for lunch today. I'm having a fucking One burger. One more time. One more time. One more time. One more time. Uh... Well, my this sort of the answer seems to be it was a great burger. How much did the fact that you were like, look, I have a cardiologist appointment next week? Is there anything better than playing hooky? Like you broke a rule and you and you indulged, and that's one. I used to have a joke. I never did on stage, but I was like, nobody has better sex than the repressed Christian. 
Oh, yeah. Because you're like, I'm going to burn in hell for this. Have you ever blown a I'm going to blow in hell nut? Uh, I've, I've, I've had the... I've had. There's the, no better jizz dude, than the I'm going to hell for this jizz. Or, and that's what your burger was. My brain was my brain was always the I'm getting AIDS and she's getting pregnant sex. That's right. Like, that's where my brain always We're about went. the same age. I used to think I could yeah. give myself AIDS from masturbating because that's, that's how crazy... I thought masturbating meant you were we gay. Were. And so I just came to terms with being gay. I was like, I guess I'm gay because I can't stop this. Thing. Yeah, I, I just if that if those are the choices, if this is the choice. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play with my dick. I can't stop playing with it. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've yeah. tried. I'm, I'm Liberace. Cool. I'm the Liberace of masturbation. I can't stop giving this guy a hand job. I yeah, can't stop. Yeah. and I would blow it if I could. Oh, I would have a very quiet life if I could suck my dick. <laughs> you would see you would see me seldomly. So where's Bert sucking his dick again? You know that's all he does now. <laughs> Oh, I would have a very quiet life. I have a friend. I'll tell you his name. I'll tell you his name off air. Who can suck his own dick? No, you yeah. don't. I, and my, yeah, wait till I tell you who he is. And uh, I said to him, "Wait, what's it like sucking your own dick?" He goes, "Well, I'll tell you this. It <laughs> feels. It feels. I'll tell you this. He goes, it feels less like a blowjob and more like there's a dick in your mouth. <laughs> that is truly. Yeah. What I would imagine. Yeah." Yeah, that that is that is funny. Okay, so we were talking about the need for comedy. I was telling you that I it's in the movie as well. Like what you do. That's the, the other thing. I don't want to sound like your agent, but the movie is so you. It it like helped me. I've known you for a long time, but it like I was like, "Oh, I think I understand you more." That's what I was oh, trying to get you. at. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Like that you put some heart in it. And then you had someone explain to you in the movie like you explain it to yourself actually, which is a very sweet scene and very funny too. Um, <laughs> I can't stop thinking about when he says, "Is our wife hot?" I thought, oh, that, yeah, yeah. Thank you for not cutting that. Yeah. And blessings to your wife for being cool with it because it's so funny. It was well. It's it, a lot of that's just. Is it riffing? Yes, Jimmy. It's just us riffing. Because you, the performance on that specifically, I'll spoil just it won't ruin it. But your he says your, your young self says, "Is our wife hot?" And you're like, you know, yeah. 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 She, well, she's fifty, and he's yeah. like, "You married a fifty-year-old?" Well, like, well, she was thirty when we married her, and then you're like, "But you know," and like you really go do the math yeah. on camera, and like you, my wife's like a smokestack. Like, why yeah. are you making up me defend our wife? Yeah. Like, it's so funny. Well, we didn't have a scene together, and we wanted and at oh all. We didn't realize that we wrote the, wrote the whole movie, and then you didn't realize during shooting. And during shooting, we're like, "Wait, Jimmy and I don't have a scene together," and they're like, "Fuck!" Because no. the pot brownie leads to it so perfectly. Well, so so then uh, we crammed it in. Doesn't we just crammed. We crammed it. There's. I, I could really get into the weeds on this. I could really like spoiler alert. There's so many interesting things that happened in the making of this movie. Mm. But and so we realized we needed a scene. And so we're like, what if there's got to be like a flashback scene or something? Like what if? And so then we kind of shoehorned it in a little bit to so that we could get a scene in. And but that's not a flashback. It's a, no, it's a it's a no the, it's a, the weed thing. It's a, the weed thing, yeah. the tripping scene. Yeah, and it worked great, and it was just it was just on the fly. We had Jimmy was in town, and we brought him out to the because we were shooting something else in the forest that day, and we just brought him out. It was so good, and we were just like, and we just I think we talked the scene through. But one okay, one of the keys of gratitude for me is talking to however old he's supposed to be twenty yeah twenty year old you. And when you're like, you're really good at making people laugh and like that works. And it comes from, I'm, I'm not trying to get too, you know, psychological here, but like no. if I could go back and be like, Pete, you know how uncomfortable you are? 
You know what I mean? You know how you can't quite settle into things that everyone else seems to settle into so easily? Do you know how you can't lean in for a first kiss and instead you just keep, you let everyone leave and you keep making jokes and then you sit on the couch going, I should have said that. That that was me. (laughs) I, I could not, I could not close a first kiss. Of course. And so adversely, I ended up staying up all night long with everyone. Buddy, I used to script... I'd have a sleepover with my friend Ern, and I'm like, okay, we're starting high school tomorrow, so the eighth grade. I'm like, let's say you fall in the hallway and everyone sees you. What what would you say? Because I was scripting reality. Yeah. And that's why, of course, I want to write scripts and write jokes. That's what it is. It's going like, what if I got to tell you what reality was? But it comes from a place of discomfort. Yeah. For you as well? Oh, yeah. But yeah. So to be able to tell yourself, like, that works out. Like it's oh. okay. And by the way, you don't have to be a comedian for that to work out. That that vulnerability attracts your partner. It it, it develops your skills. It, it defines your friend group. It defines the city you live in. All these things. It defines how you drive. So like your life worked out. Like those things, what I'm saying is you don't have to be a famous comedian with a movie to go like, hey, it's okay. Yeah. Who you are is okay. I'm older you and I'm telling you, we figured it out. We found that balance. It's funny, I... I, I think of that a lot about i think more people need to know it's okay that they're them like right. I, I, I mean like we can we can very easily say that that's what the coolest thing about uh this generation of children with sexuality and and finding and finding their self on a spectrum of sexuality and exploring their sexuality that is cool the fact that you're a young gay kid I say dude only because I, I that I grew up with meatheads but the fact that you can be a young gay uh, high schooler as a boy and feel comfortable in your skin. It's yeah. really important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's more people that need, uh, there's that needs to go even further. I think there's so many people that they hate what they are and they don't know the right way to get to the right place. Yeah. That's why I love like dudes like, you know, I find I draw a lot of inspiration from from guys like Cameron Haynes and David Goggins and Jeff, Jesse Itzler and like these guys that do these ultra marathons and, and things. Cause they, they, I met a guy, I met a guy in Florida and I said, he, I thought he recognized me and we were talking, he was driving me to go play tennis in, in a cart. And I said, what podcast do you listen to? And he was, I don't listen to podcasts. And I said, what, really? And he was like, yeah, why do you got, do you have one of those? And I was like, okay, well, all right. I said, well, what, like, you into comedy? How many bears do you like in a camp? <laughs> yeah. Zero? I was, like, I was like, I'm waiting for him to go, I listen to your podcast. Right. Because I, I just thought, I thought he knew me, the way he was talking, and he's just a very nice guy. And I said, uh, do you, like, what do you, what do you, what are you into? And he said, nothing. I said, well, what do you listen to? And he goes, nothing. I said, like, music? He goes, oh, I, li- I like music. I said, what bands? He goes, well, what whatever's on the radio. And I went, hold on, you just get in a car and whatever's on the radio you listen to? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, well, wait. And then I got, I was like, sweet, you don't have any interests. <laughs> and I was like, wait, wh- I go, what's your five-year plan? And he goes, I don't know. Open like an ice cream store or like start a restaurant or maybe, I don't know. And I was like, wait, you really don't know where you're going. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> and then we widen the reveal you guys just yeah. drive into a lake. <laughs> like he doesn't yeah. even know where you're driving. <laughs> but I was like, I was like. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like, you don't have any, like, you don't have any, I was, I'm, when I found comedy, I was like, I got my thing. Yeah. I got, I got my thing. No, having a purpose. Having a purpose. That aligns with your talent is one of the great keys 
to life. And I'm a spiritual person. I would tell you at your core, you are made of peace and joy and you can tap into that. Psychologically speaking, as a human being though, yeah. in this plane, this reality, that nothing beats something that you feel you have to do it. And when you're good at that and you get good at that, neither of us were good, you get good at it. Yeah. And you get like this weird feeling of I belong and I'm being psychologically um, delivered yeah. by this. Yeah, keep going. My, so. my agent called this morning and I said, what are you doing? And it's, this sounded so sexy to me. He goes, well, I'm in my office, uh, French Open, semifinals are on. It's fucking great. I went, ooh, how cool to have a thing. How yeah, cool yeah, to have yeah. a thing. Yeah. How cool to get excited to go to work to turn on the semifinals and be like, oh shit, nice point. And then get back yeah, to work. And yeah. I was like, and I was like, oh, I, like if I opened a college, it, it wouldn't be about, it was just like helping people find their things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like find just, your, just let's do a bunch of shit today. Find your smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah is that from what about Bob? It. It, 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 City Slickers. Oh, City Slickers, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, in your movie. movie. It's in your movie. Yeah, find your smile. Yeah, find your smile. But you know, let's talk about that guy in that golf cart. Because there's a great line, and I think it's in the book of Tao, uh, or the Tao Te Ching, but it's, it, I think about it all the time. It, it goes like this. It, the great way, meaning enlightenment, whatever you want to call it, being at peace, the great way is not difficult for those who have no preferences, right? That, that's one to just carry with you as you walk through the woods, right? Yeah. Right now, I have a preference that this interview be interesting. I have a preference that I not go too long so you and I can get on with it. All this shit. Yeah. That's not actually true because I'm just talking to you. That's I can drop those preferences and yeah. that brings me great joy. So this guy, there's two ways it can go on the surface. One is this guy is a fucking like a monk in the world and he's just like just what's on the radio. Just I'm just enjoying this trip. I I I hate to say this, but I doubt it. There's also a level of passivity where it's not even like I would say be active and deliberate and intentional in your passivity. Meaning I listen to what's on the radio because it's a reflection. How you do anything is how you do everything. And I'll just, I'll enjoy any music. The music that's on in the Quiznos, that's very electric. That's alive. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a passivity that's almost dead <laughs> where you're like, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, just, and I, I, because I, yeah. that ice cream shop doesn't exist. I don't think so. That restaurant doesn't exist. I don't think it's going to happen for a guy that doesn't, you need... And like, if it does, God help us. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. I didn't. What see, if that became the bar, the no tomato bar? <laughs> I didn't see the. I didn't see the. I didn't see the absolute bliss in his life. That is, I'm certain he doesn't have Instagram. Yeah, he probably just gets up. Maybe he smokes a bowl. Well, that that I'm smelling some weed on this. I'd guess. Yeah, and but he, it, it was really interesting because I thought I have so much. I have so many, I have so many goals, and I have so many, so much to I, that I focus on on a daily basis. I, I think about music drives me. Like music, music will. This morning I woke up and uh, I was watching my own stories. I I, I was like, because you don't post them, so you're so. No, well, no, I post, I post them, oh. but I have someone that posts all the other stuff, like yeah. all the. You can tell which ones I did because it's see. me. I see. But, I, but I'm checking to see like if we've promoted Forest Hills, if like we've promoted Baltimore. Like I'm just checking to see yeah, what's yeah, up. Yeah. I'm looking at my stories and I see me come into the office yesterday and go, "Hey Alexa, play Go Go's uh, whatever song," and and then my Alexa hears it. And my Alexa starts playing it. I went, oh, that's so funny. And so then I said, I said, if you, so if I say this in my phone, it's going to play 
when people are watching their stories when they wake up, if they're watching it, and then right. their Alexa is going to pick. So right. I said, I get to pick what song we all listen up to that f- for the people to follow me. You're the world's DJ. And I was like, and I was like, rambling, gambling man. And then I just fucking let that music, music drive me. And I, th- and I thought to myself today, and then immediately I, I get, I jump in the pool. For, I, I walk out of my room playing, listen to that music. Jump in the pool, go in and talk to Leanne. My agent calls and he's like, I'm watching this. And I thought of that kid. And I thought, I wonder how he wakes up. I wonder if right. I wonder if he just Well, that's what I'm talking about. Intentionality. Even if you are gonna be a low a zero footprint monk, yeah. that monk is brimming with intentionality. Why am I being quiet? Why am I not on Instagram? Why am I whatever it is? Yeah. So you can be very deliberate, uh, David Goggins, or you can be a very deliberate Thich Han, but intentionality I think is a deal breaker. I think if you don't have it. You can't just kind of like smoke a bowl into uh, passivity. I, I, that's different from what, yeah, uh, like a a, a deeply de- dipped in person would be doing. I think I could yeah. be completely full of shit. I don't know. I know. I, I I wish I could do. I have a hard time just sitting. I like I do. I do my gratitudes in the morning. Yeah. Uh, usually before my my trainer comes, I'll try to get outside if it's light, and and get, just let the sun hit my face and do my gratitudes. And then, but this morning I wrote them you down. Cuban it up. Uh, what? Huber. Yeah. Oh no, no. I got it from. Uh, oh, the sunlight in the face is a. Uh, no, that's Huberman. Huberman. That's yeah. Huberman. Yeah, that's Huberman. My gratitudes I got from uh, Rob Deerdeck. Okay. Because he does. He's, I do that too. He and so the my gratitudes. One of the gratitudes says. Uh, one of them today was. Uh, I do. I do right by others. Like meaning, I want the best for everyone. Yeah. And I was like, that's a cool thing that I know that about myself. Like I yeah. don't wish bad on anybody. And I. And yeah. Well, that's I, that's what comes through in your movie and talking to you now. And it's funny when I did your cooking show, I got really hooked, like almost obsessed. I've loved Jonathan Kite now. Who? Jonathan Kite. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I, sorry. I follow him. He's got a I great you, podcast. We were talking about He's, quote no, people. No yeah, cooking show. Yeah, I'm, no, I didn't mean to. Yeah, by the way, you introduced me to him. No, and yeah. I follow him on Instagram no, now. He's, he's fucking hilarious. Keep going. I'm sorry. Jonathan Kite is fantastic. In fact, would you send me a reminder? We've been meaning to have him on the pod. I don't know why that hasn't happened yet. Any, please, thank you, Katie. I, I got, do you remember, I was really like honing in that you were telling me that you were kind of stressed about your life. Yeah, yeah. And I was over here going like, you make this much money a weekend. And you know what it was? Is I was like, if you can't do it, what hope do any of us have? <laughs> Meaning, do our lives just keep expanding? Meaning, okay, I'm going to make up, I don't want anybody in your business. We'll just make up numbers and be like, okay. you do make $1,000. Uh, to do a show and there's four weekends in a, a month and you get $4,000. So you rent an apartment that's uh, $1,500 and the rest are expenses and a little bit of savings. Then your your ticket comes in, let's say now you're making $100,000, but then you get an apartment that's $250,000. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it expands. Everything expands. And I do this too, but I hold out and maybe I'm deluding myself that I'm like, yeah, but next train that comes in will Cool it. It's it's like the cowboys that go one last heist and then I'll retire. Oh oh okay yeah. yeah. I, so I, talk about that. Sometimes I feel like uh, feel like the uh, blow the movie blow. Yes, the movie where Johnny blow. Depp goes in and he goes, all right, one last hit and then I get money to retire and I can get yeah. my. And yeah. I, I've I've said that actually. I've said that a number of times. Yeah, I've invested in a few companies uh, and and uh, we they're doing very well. And we were driving over the hill to do a podcast and I said, man, if these companies do well and I can sell them and I can get out. Yeah, uh, I'm done. 
Like I'm done. And and they were like, "What do you mean you're done?" I go, "They go, you mean you're done touring?" I go, "No, no, I just I'm just won't tour, tour as hard." And they're like, "Wait, what about the business? We just started a business, a, a Birdie Boy Productions, where we're producing stuff and and we're marketing, doing marketing and social media for other comedians." And I said, "No, I'll do that. Like I'll come into the office and do that." And they're like, "Well, hold on, will you not do movies?" I go, "No, I'll do movies." And they're like, "Wait, you're not done." I think there's this. Yeah. I think there's an imaginary finish line in my head with a number. I, that a number has to define. And I thought I thought I knew the number. I really thought I knew like, the number. Like Walter White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I knew the number. And then I just keep pushing that ahead going, well, let's get a little more. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do fully loaded. And then and then let's do our, our fall tour. And then let's go in and we'll shoot a movie in January. We'll shoot a TV show in, in March. And then I'll do one more tour. And then I just start... Like I'm supposed to take um, seven weeks off uh, right after we do fully loaded. I'm supposed to take seven weeks off, and in that process, I have committed to. Um, <laughs> I, I, no, mind you, it's, it's seven weeks completely, completely off. In those seven weeks, one of them I was going to go to a uh, a silent retreat. I, I, mean, I had plans. Like I was going to silent retreat. There's like a, a like a rehab facility like that where you don't drink you don't do drugs you you stay it's in malibu it's like it's not like a out inpatient or anything but it's uh you just really healthy it's a reset and you go like on hikes and you work out yeah it's uh, maybe it's like fat camp but like yeah but it's it's no drugs and alcohol and i was just i wanted to go there it's like 10 days i wanted to go there and fucking reset i wanted to do a lot of things I've signed up to produce a disc golf tournament. <laughs> I am producing, I mean, I'm producing a special for fucking, I'm producing a special. I signed up to produce a TV show. I signed, so, like, I've signed up for everything and I just, I just cannot. And I'm with you. And I think humanity is with you. So if the issue isn't money, and I'm saying, let's figure this out together. Please. When I, when I did your cooking show, I, I was kind of going like, why can't he figure this out? I want us to figure this out yeah. now. If it's not money, what is it? What are we really missing? Like, what would help us slow down? You know what I'm saying? Is it is it mm. the juice, the chase? Like, there's what? A, there's a little bit of there's a little bit. I feel like do you ever do you ever see? I, I I growing up in Florida, one of the big things that I always do grow up every day. I get in my pool. I try to swim back and forth, holding my breath underwater. It's just a real, it's like a stupid Florida test of like, can you, I do it with my girls, we do it I with everyone. I think, I, I was also a soft boy. I still yeah. am a soft boy, but I mean like I was the softest boy, the little yeah. butterball turkey in the swim group. And that was the big kid's challenge. Yeah. Like I loved it. I feel like something about my insulation helped me hold my breath longer or I needed it more than those skinny fucks. I don't know what it was, but I'm with you. Yeah. I still, I have a pool, I do that. I still love it. And sometimes I will get down to one side and I'll go, I still got more in me yeah. and I'll turn around and give it a, I go, I know one good push one more time. And then, yeah. And so I feel, <laughs> and it's that one more time, one more hit, dude, one more tour. Cause right now I'm in a place where I go. So I, I did, I'm doing an arena tour. I'm doing only arenas for the whole year. And then I go, well, I mean, not like I'm being very honest right now. And I know that people may, uh, sometimes use my honesty as weakness, but I go. So do I? Do I Not do? On this show. Do, I, do I do? Maybe if it gets clipped. Like do I? Do, <laughs> Once it's on Instagram, yeah, I'm yeah, out. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I can't. Yeah. I can't vouch for the fans there. Uh, it's, I go. Do I do another 
what I mean, what do I do? Another arena tour? I mean, like, or do you, do you go back to do theaters? And and if you do theaters, are you, your money's going to go down? Are you cool with your money going down? Do you do a club tour and do clubs? But because then if you do clubs, you got to get rid of the tour bus. But because it just isn't cost effective, and you're because you're there for the weekend. Like what? Like and then I was like, so wait, like I don't mean this. I don't mean this arrogant, but like we're at a place in comedy, all of us where we're really seeing uncharted territories. Guys like me never did arena tours. Guys like uh, Chappelle live in arenas. Yeah. You know? It's it's weird. Like, uh, I don't know where uh, where to go with this, and I yeah. don't know what to do, and I don't know, I don't know, like, I'm and I'm super hungry. Like, that's the other part is like, like Ali Wong, like the great comics of our generation, Ali Wong and Sebastian and fucking Bill Burr and all the great. You have to say fucking for Bill Burr. Fucking, and fucking, goddamn Bill Burr. Goddamn. <laughs> um, but all the great comics of our generation kind of take a lot of time off. Yeah. Like, and, and, but I was never them. I was a guy who did every fucking this. weekend. I did every yeah. weekend. That's what I do. I do stand up. I do it every fucking weekend. But that's what I would want for you is the, I want you to get the update to your phone, the phone that is Bert yeah. that I have. You know what I mean? I feel like I've updated how I see you and I you know, this is a little therapy-ish, I suppose. But I think the way we all see you now we're not even taking into account all of those like shadows and echoes that you're still holding on to. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're still seeing the guy that needs to hustle and break. And, and I'm over here yeah. going like, Allie Wong at baby. She, I see her tour dates. They don't give me a panic attack. Sometimes the idea that you're going every weekend. Yeah. I go like, every weekend. I go but, every weekend. But what is Allie it? told me one time, she goes, you know, Hey, and by the way, I'm sorry, Allie, if I'm sharing secrets, but she goes, you're on tour every fucking weekend. I said, yeah. And she goes, it doesn't go away. And in my head, I was like, it fucking definitely does. Like, I, like I've seen it go away for people. I want to enjoy it as long as I can. I, I wanna, remember I wanna, you saying that to me. I wanna, and yeah. this, I can't know if this is true, but you also can't know if yours is true. Meaning yeah. we're both predicting the future, which yeah. is stupid. Neither of us can know. But I am over here going like, I think the foundation of your house is a lot more sturdy than you may think it is. And that's yeah. just a loving word. Keep going out every weekend. Yeah. Do it. Like, I, I think you're an energizing, joy-giving person. But I'm also like, I think you could just psychologically relax. I don't think they're going to go away. You know, I, I don't think they're going to go away, but I feel like I feel like if I get out of the cycle of doing specials, like right now I'm doing a special roughly every 18 months, and they're each doing better than the one before them. And mm. and then I feel like if I'm if I get out of the cycle of – creating material i might get lazy and then I'm, and i remember watching great comics kind of fall apart when they just stopped the fire wasn't there i hear what you're saying and i and and I, i'll say this from just from my perspective razzle dazzle was the best thing i've ever done and i went and then i go and i'm, I'm in this place where i go what do we learn from it how do we move forward how do we do something better you know i i i there's i've drawn inspiration from a lot of great comics and i, I what i've noticed in great comics is they keep putting out specials and they challenge themselves to do better. And so I go, so if if I'm going to do that, I'm not I don't know, I just keep going. I'm not I can't take a year off like I'm supposed to take 7 weeks off and I'm like, but I can do sets in the city, right? And Leon's <laughs> like, well, that's kind of the idea. It's like we're going to just take some well, time off. A, a lot of this is very black and white though. It's 7 weeks off for every weekend. Like 
I, and I say yeah. this just as your friend. I either drink or I don't drink at all. I know, but yeah. and I'm not. I'm saying this. It takes one to know one. That's addict mentality. We're very oh, black yeah. and white. Oh yeah. No. Oh I, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I, that's not me pointing a finger. That's no, me no, going no, no. Like, oh, I'm. Oh, I'm. You don't need to point fingers. You know how I, yeah. I quit drinking? I just was like, I quit drinking, and that's and that's yeah, what we do. That's, that's what I do. We go off. Uh, I quit drinking, and then I go. I quit drinking, and then someone goes, "You want a glass of wine?" I go, "I'm not, I'm not drinking," and they go, "But it's a glass of wine." I go, "Hey guys, we can either do this or not do this." Right. That's Some, right. Yeah. Like, and you're that way with comedy. Yeah. But my question for you. And my question for me is, is there a Bert who goes out once a month or twice a month every no, other I don't weekend? No, why, why even go out at all? Like, that's what I, I, I literally, you know, that's a very fucking accurate, uh, accurate assessment. What is, is the voice of that thought, though? I am not enough. I'm bad. I, I'm lazy. I'm wasting a gift. This is an opportunity. I'm in the candy shop. I should eat as many handfuls of Skittles as I can because they're going to realize I'm a fraud. Maybe. Yeah. Which one? Uh, probably the fraud part. <laughs> Like, yeah, people are going to realize, like, he wasn't that good. It's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. To I mean, me, listen, I know that, that these aren't things honest. you're supposed to it's say on- as a comic. No. You're, like, no comic's talking this way, and, I, and I, I'm aware of that. And I realize I, the, the exposure, I'm, I'm showing my neck in this. But, like, I, I, I have to work harder than everyone else to be even in the same conversation, I think. Like, I have to work twice as hard to be as good as uh, Segura, because I can say him because he's my best friend. Fat Tom. Fat Tom. <laughs> I have to be. Tw- I have to work twice as hard to be as good as he is, and I have to work twice as hard in clubs and and on the road to be as as good like like as as the as the as the people I want to aspire to. Right. I, I look. I look up to everyone. I don't know what that is. I had this syndrome when I was a kid when I always thought everyone was older than me. Everyone. <laughs> I remember hanging out. I remember hanging out with this kid at tennis camp. His name was Jay, and I was like, he was the coolest fucking dude. Coolest fucking, a little shorter than everyone else. It's older than me. He could break so dance, good. and we were cool. He was cool as fucking, and and he was working me a little bit. Like he, like I had some money in the in the commissary, not commissary, but like at the snack bar. Credit. I had a credit at snack bar. And uh, I would get him uh, Mentos, uh, the fruit the fresh one, maker? the fruit. No, oh, the fruit oh ones. yeah, yeah, the fruit ones. What were the fruit ones? Are they still called Mentos? Or are they called? Yeah, they were. Fr- they yeah. were Mentos. The French so I'd, good. I get him the the Mentos. I'd get him a pack. I get myself a pack. I get a cheeseburger and a Sprite, and I, he'd be like, "Can I get a Sprite?" I get him a Sprite. I put it on him. He's an older kid, right? He's the coolest kid in the camp. <laughs> one day we're sitting there and we're eating, and I go, "I, I don't know him very well, but I'm, I'm like, I'm like hanging out with him because I want to be around the coolest kid," and I go. Where do you go to school? And he's like, uh, Del Mabry or whatever. And I go, huh, where's that? And he's like, over there. And I go, wait, how old are you? And he's like, I'm 10. And I go, I'm 12. I go, fucking, what am I hanging out with a 10 year old for? That's I a go, big two years. It's, it's, That's a big two years. And I was like, I thought you were just small. And he was like, no, I'm a fucking child. And I'm like, are you fucking 10? And he was like, yeah. He goes, aren't you 10? And I go, no, I'm fucking 12. And he goes, what are you hanging out with me for? And I was like, I don't know, Jay. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, I just thought he was older than I was. I think that all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little imposter thing. But I'm also, you know what, I'm, to give you a compliment, not to enable, but to not, to look at it from another way. I do see a, a, a zeal and a zest. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you're talking about when you want to. You don't want a pond because it gets stagnant and it gets all green and right. gross. You want to be a rushing river. A hundred percent. But I want, I'm acti- I want activity. Like you- I want activity. I want sound. I want tranquility. I want to be a rushing river. I do not want to be a pond. That is yeah. that is a very, very, very 
accurate assessment. What is it? Yeah. I guess what I f- the trap I fell into last time was assuming, because I tour once a month and I love it. But I'm different. I'm a different boy. I'm an introvert. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I know I'm very extrovert. I'm an extroverted introvert. And I really. Can I, can I tell you all I think about? You're a when toaster you say that, in the tub. When you man. say that, when you say that. <laughs> yeah. I, and, I, and I understand this Go ahead, this spill one. it. I immediately say, Pete, come out on the road with me. Let's do this fall fucking arena tour. I'll pay you solid money. And then I, I guarantee you, when you see how fucking good you are at the end of it, yeah. you're going to go, I'm out every fucking week. I'm out every, because I know how good I am. And it's because I have to work as hard as I am. I'm not blowing smoke up my own ass. Yeah. But I know you're better than I am. And so I know that if you worked as hard as I worked, you'd be fucking unfucking stoppable. Like I did it to Ian Bag. I brought Ian Bag out on the road with me, and I realized, I realized just how good I wasn't because mm. I was like, "Oh, he is naturally one of the funniest human beings in the world." Mm. He was working in an arena and he was doing crowd work to sections. He was doing crowd work to sections. He was so <laughs> this motherfucker fucking, does crowd work to sections. <laughs> he was so fucking amazing. I know what you mean. I watched David Tell. I took David Tell out to do those ballparks. And he, and David Tell, I mean, this is like this is what I well, this is why I look up to great comics because I you watch them and your mind's blown. David Tell had had memorized the landscape behind him, what the people were looking at in the cityscape behind him, yeah. and was using it as callbacks. Wow! And I was like, I've been doing outdoor arenas or never, outdoor shows. Never occurred to you. Never once thought. Yeah, I should look at the city behind. No, that's me. a savant. The, uh, yeah. savant. Yeah. I here you're making you're highlighting what I think the difference is. The juice that you get from like crushing, growing, almost like a, a corporation. I don't even. I, I mean, you're like Nike. You're like, okay, we had a great year. Let's have an even better year. That's what, yeah, I am like that. I get it. And you didn't make that up, by the way. You sort of inherited, as did I, that mythos, that that story from yeah. our culture. And that's your okay. last, your last, is it your last HBO special? Yeah. That's all over TikTok and Instagram right now. I believe so. It's in my algorithm all the time. Yeah, you clicked. It is. Did you click? So, you clicked, I, I, didn't I, I, you? dude. It is. I am so blown away by your ability. Uh, so so blown away by your insights, your comedic instincts, but just how fucking funny you are. Oh, thanks, man. And and I, look, I I say this all the time. I don't. I I. I had, a fr- I had someone. I was there was. Uh, I was listening to a group of guys shit on a comic, and I was just like, "What, what are you doing?" Yeah, I was like, "Why are you looking behind?" Yeah, comedy cancer. I yeah, go, what the fuck are you doing? Well, I, was like, I was like, "I was like, well, you guys are out of your goddamn mind." Yeah. First of all, look ahead. Look yeah. in front of you. What, also, you're like, you're like driving in New York traffic, going, "What's behind me?" Yeah. You're the fucking energy's ahead of you. Right. Fucking sit and watch Chappelle. Right. Sit and watch Patton. Sit and watch Sarah. Sarah's new hour that's yeah. on HBO right, HBO Max right now yeah. is fucking brilliant. Edit that out, but yeah. Fucking yeah. But like no, fucking I, I love, sit. I love that. Sit and watch Rogan. I go, dude. I I watch Rogan. When I go to do the comedy mothership, yeah. I do my spot in the little boy the other day. I run over to the big one. I run over and I watch him. Mm. And Leanne's like, "What are you doing? Let's talk." I go, "Uh, uh-uh, we're watching Rogan." Mm. And I was like, "If if I get a chance to watch great comedy, that's what I want to talk about." Like, if you if you're like, "What will you want to talk about with comedy?" I mean, I'm not gonna. You want to talk about what you like. Yeah, your positive like, Yelp. Yeah, like I like Matt Rife is killing it right now. Yeah, he's killing it. Yeah, he's killing it. The guy fucking did an announced video with Ashton Kutcher that went viral, and he sold out a fucking tour that is 
top to bottom. I go, I go, that's what I want. I want to talk about the the people killing it. Yeah. That's where I focus and, and yeah. celebrate, you know, like I the great that. comics. What I what I was gonna say was, and I get everything you're saying, like, you know, you're lighting my fuse. I get it. I love yeah. comedy, I love improving. I just filmed my my new special last weekend. I'm thrilled. Uh Burr produced it, which I'm like he kind of walked me in. He's hard to yeah. get a special. He helped me out. Um but the the weird it's, it's not weird. The different game I'm playing is I love seeing how little I can feed it. <laughs> there's there's something to that. Yeah. There's something to that because I, I love that people where I live don't like they don't think of me as a comedian. I love that I'm around. I'm at the fucking dance recital. So funny. I, I'm not saying it's you're so not, funny. by the way. I was gonna I, do people know I, where you live? Yeah, I live okay. in Ohio. I was gonna say like, I was as soon as uh, can I tell you how my brain works? Tell me. I can't stop thinking about work. I cannot stop thinking about work. When you said, oh, we're in Ohio, I said, you know, oh, I'm going to be in Oxnard for seven weeks is because we have a house there. I'm going to be in Oxnard. And immediately I went, hey, do you want to do, we should do like a residency at the at the I, Oxnard, at the Levity Live. Yeah, Levity there. Live. Let's do like Sunday nights or let's do, let's do Sunday nights or do Monday nights, something, an off night. Yeah. We'll sell tickets, we'll promote it, and we yeah. can have a fun fucking night. Just me and you, co-headline. We'll just, we'll I'll do bring it. Yeah, immediately. That's my brain goes, Wait, but I think only about work. And, and there's a way that me in the past has been like, let's fix that. And I'm actually over here going like, you're you're a it's beautiful you're an engine yeah. and it's running and it's great and that's life that's, you know and that's I mean? there's a lot we, of life when we you. go back you're to a that. big lime you know that uh, you really my, are it's my favorite toast yeah that's my favorite toast. you're a big to life i love to life and i go fuck yeah man yeah oh we only get to do it once what are we doing not getting into shit and not getting like not getting finding our passion yeah so, and when i say i'm not even joking when, when we talk about that kid with the ice cream shop and we talk about opening a school where people can find the stuff they're into i think i got so fucking lucky to find comedy because i don't ever feel like i'm working and i work yeah i work literally 6 a.m until 7 p.m. Right. every night. I was thinking about the people. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not looking down my nose on anybody, no. but somebody's job is to castrate pigs. You know what I mean? And that's that's a oh. like my worst day would be their best day. And I'm only saying that for gratitude and yeah. perspective. That's a job. I uh, and I'm, I and sometimes I'm like, you know, the crowd didn't really yeah. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You could be clipping pig nuts. Uh, I I worked with a guy who, who had to castrate uh, cows. I mean, and he loved it. He loved it. He had his granddaddy's knife. You had, shut I up! Swear to God, he had his granddaddy's knife. No! His, had been castrating cows with the same knife. No! The same knife, and the blade was so worn down that it was the knife and a thin blade. This is my granddaddy's knife, and that cow kicked me in the jaw as they castrated. I tried to help him because we were doing it for a TV show, and he loved his fucking. He loved doing it. And he wanted to show me how much fun it was, and I could not get into it. I was like, was "You like, couldn't no. get into it." I was like, "Dude, this is breaking my heart." I'm also super excited that we have a new Pete's pick on this episode. First time out the gate, this has absolutely changed both my life and Val's life for the better by helping us naturally produce more oxytocin. I'm sure you've heard about oxytocin. It is the feel-good 
hormone, and this supplement is known as Golden Hour by First Person. First Person designs precision, precision excuse me, targeted supplements made with functional mushrooms that aim to stimulate the body's natural production of specific neurotransmitters that triggers activities like energy, mood, and sleep. And Golden Hour does just that. Helps me tune in to a sense of joy, connection, and relaxed presence. It is unbelievable. I noticed it the first time I took it, within about 15 minutes, and the effect has built over time now that I take it every day. It just keeps getting better. Using those precision, I can't say precision today, precision targeted mushrooms, Golden Hour supports the body's natural production of oxytocin that mitigates stress and boosts the mind-body connection and may even help promote long-term cognitive health, but that's not all. I loved Golden Hour so much, I now take all three of the first-person family of supplements, and I'm so glad I do. Sunbeam maximizes productivity and creative activities by tuning into an inspired, focused mindset by supporting the body's natural production of dopamine to activate the brain's motivation and reward system. And Moonlight helps me stay in deep, restorative sleep longer, wake feeling clear and well-rested by supporting the natural production of the GABA neurotransmitter. So we have mushrooms targeted at these different parts of our brain, and it is incredible, and it's even better when you stack them. They're meant to be stacked. They build on each other and complement one another. So when I'm sitting down to work, I take both Sunbeam for dopamine and Golden Hour for oxytocin, so I feel joyful and motivated. And of course, I take Moonlight at bed. That gives me that perfect night's rest, deep and without getting up. It's incredible. It's 100% grain-free organic mushroom, as well as highly curated blend of nutraceuticals. First Person is a game changer, so start improving your brain health and cognition with First Person. You can get 20% off your first order by going to get firstperson.com and use promo code WEIRD. And these statements, I have to say, I have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. But go getfirstperson.com, promo code WEIRD, 20% off. Support your brain, support the show. I'm absolutely obsessed. We're also brought to us by our friends at Caraway. One of the simplest and smallest things that have added so much value to our lives is cooking together as a family. And with a four-year-old, we've noticed that when our daughter is involved in the preparation, she's so much more likely to eat what we cook and even try new things. Val and I are in love with the best looking, best cooking, new cook and bakeware from Caraway. No nasty chemicals, which is huge. Easy to clean, which is huge. So much of the time you don't wanna cook because you don't wanna clean. And they are absolutely beautiful and fun to use. Whether you're into spring cleaning or just about to do some anytime cleaning, their thoughtfully designed sets and complimentary storage makes getting and staying organized easier than ever. And you can now save 10% off the full suite of Caraway products from their internet famous cookware to their newly launched food storage set. Caraway's high quality ceramic coating kitchenware is free of PTFEs such as Teflon, lead, cadmium, and other toxic materials to know you're cooking safe. And Caraway kitchenware comes in a variety of chic shades and sets include complimentary easy access storage solutions. Their ceramic it's naturally slick surface surface means minimal oil or butter for slide off the pan eggs and easy cleaning. 
and over 40,000, not four, 40,000 people have raved about their Caraway kitchen. Now it's time to try it for yourself. Visit carawayhome.com slash weird to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. That's carawayhome.com slash weird. It's exclusive just to weirdos. Carawayhome.com slash weird and use code weird at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. All right, everybody, back to Bert Kreischer. Buddy, as horrible as it is, if it's going to happen, and it seems like it's going to happen, I'd at least want it to be a guy going like, I love it. You got to get get in that nut chop flow. Yeah, and they love love that I was a city boy. Yeah, Come on now, hold him down. Come on now, hold him down. Neil deGrasse Tyson, when he did the pod, talked about a guy with a cigarette, and he was just, he was killing cows i know this is dark but he just seemed like he was a pig and shit just kind of like executing cows I met, a a dude, I met a dude in denver who put down dogs at the pound and he loved it and he loved it why i have i you know i i was friends with. i hope he doesn't hear this because i was friends with him and you were like i think this is over and i was like i don't think i can be friends with him anymore because it really broke my heart and he's yeah. like no man that no one's gonna take care of that dog no one does and, I, and then i come in I give them a minute, and then everything's great for them. It's it's done. Yeah, the ease. And I was like, I was like, this is really sad. It tells you a little bit about that person's potentially their cosmic perspective, maybe consciously or unconsciously. I heard Jen Kirkman one time, and I apologize, Jen, if I'm not paraphrasing this properly. I love how sensitive you are, Alan. Only only because I don't, I because I speak so fucking recklessly, and so quick that I never TV talking like it's just you and me. Yeah, and and then and then all of a sudden, (laughs) Rogan's like, "What are you talking about, fucking TV timeout?" And I'm like, "I don't know, Joe. I thought you said that." By the way, Joe just used me as the example of a frump a dump. My brother said it was um, the guy from Blink One Eighty Two, Trey Parker. Okay, let's not get hung up on that, Trey Barker. Travis Barker. Travis Barker. Sorry, everybody. Travis Barker's fucking skinny mini. He's a skinny mini. But he wasn't, it wasn't that. Uh, Joe was saying, um, and my brother clipped it and sent it to me, which is so funny. I, yeah. It didn't bother me. Yeah. I liked it. It was fun to talk to my brother about it. We riffed on it. But he was talking about when he talked, when Joe talks to Elon Musk, he's like, I feel like I'm Pete Holmes racing Usain Bolt. <laughs> He used me as the front for dump. That's a really, that's a fucking great analogy, though. He used the front. I know it. Because I can see, you know what you, I, I can see, I see you racing Usain Bolt going, hold on, were we supposed to wear short shorts? I, like, there's, you would pick that, that apart. That is it. I, I'm wearing dress shoes for some reason. Do we, I can, I can hear you at the thing. Do we go on three or do we go on one? And then you hear the gun, you go, it was the gun. God that, damn it, it was the gun. Is, I actually, that's a good analogy by Joe. I, I'm a, I'm a, I enjoy the show. I'm a fan. I was yeah. just like, what fun that I got to be the example. Oh yeah, that's that fun. that's me. fun that you're in his. I like that you're that. He you're even in his said no disrespect. Head. He goes no disrespect. No, he he loves you. Like, he loves you. Oh, He's Joe's Joe's Joe's. The well, let me ask you this. Best. I have a joke that I sometimes do. I go, Joe Rogan is such a man. He looks like the men's room symbol. Do you think he would like that, or would he be like? <laughs> I think he'd like it. Hey, no, that's because I'm just thing. saying he's a man. Like, look at the broad shoulders and the circle head. It looks like yeah. a weightlifter. No, it does. It, that's a good. I think it's okay. I think he'd like Because I literally said to Val, I never do this, but I was like, will that hurt my career? <laughs> Joe's, dude, Joe is a, is comedian first. first. That's what I first. thought. That's what I first. thought. First. And he like, he, you can't, you know, there's no. Okay. Yeah, you can't. I like that we aired this here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Joe's a comedian first. I remember I had a joke about oh. UFC and I go, 
don't you think it would be better if they had to fuck each other in the ass? And he was like, huh? And I go, never mind. And he goes, wait, wait, what are you talking about? I went, I don't think you're going to like this joke. He goes, why? And I said, because you're into UFC. He goes, I'm a comedian first. Tell me the joke. And I went, I go, don't you think the fights would be better if one guy had to hold the other guy down and fuck him in the ass to win? And he was like, we don't get it. And I go, how hard would you fight? And then he started laughing. And I went, oh my God, that's right. You are a comedian first. How hard would you fight? I would fight fight really hard. How hard would you fight? And I go, yeah. Deeply funny. If you knew your asshole was on the line. Also, I think I've tried to make the joke that there's only one body smell. This is never going to make it to the stage. Ooh, interesting. There's only one body smell. So the way your dick smells is the way your armpits smell. It's the way everything smells. And so these guys can smell each other. They're getting close. They're wrestling. I'm saying the ancient Greeks were right. Let's get naked. Let's wrestle. But let's take it to all the way to the period at the end of the sentence, which is hardcore fucking. Yeah. We're over here going like, no, nah, just punching, just punching. Any ancient Greek, meaning you and me, if we were born in that time, would go to a UFC fight. They would fight. We're in robes holding goblets. Yeah. would be like, and now commence with the fucking. <laughs> Like would be like, here, here. <laughs> that was a good opening to uh, what we're all here for. The deep penetration. Uh, my favorite part of that would be one guy being unconscious and the other guy having to try to get his dick hard in front of everyone else, going like, Hey, give me a second. You Stop can't get looking. a you can't get Stop a boner. Looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he just sucks his own dick. Like your friend, what was his name again? Uh, just kidding. The uh <laughs> you didn't tell so, me. So I, I was telling Oh, what's about, up? I was, Rogan comedy first. No, but Rogan, Rogan. The thing I was saying about Rogan is like he, you know, the this goes back to the very beginning of the conversation. He did, he did yep. the man show, and then he did the he did the, the Mar- Carlos Mencia thing where he kind of stuck his not kind of, but he stuck his neck out, neck out on the lines for all the comics and and fair use of your own fucking material, and he got punished for that. The comedy store kicked him out. Really? And you didn't know that? I didn't know he was well, booted. He got kicked out of the comedy store for because- a while. Isn't that funny just how things shift and change? And so he had to reinv I mean, he is if you feel down about yourself, if you're like, I don't have a shot in this world, I don't have anything to hang my hat on. Look at Joe Rogan. Now, granted, he had money. He could have just retired, but he was kicked out of the place he loved more than anything, the comedy store. And he was and he was kind of had to take a little bit of a TV timeout from the man show. The fear factor's gone. He'd already done the sitcom. He's known now as the fear factor guy. Right. And he fucking sat in that office of his and and said, I'm not, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna put so I'm sure it's my phone just getting fucking slacks. Uh, he goes, I'm gonna I'm going to win. I'm gonna reassess and I'm gonna redirect my career and I'm gonna start a podcast. And and yeah. no one knew it. Like I draw inspiration from that dude because yeah. he never, he never got counted out he was like no i'm standing back up what's next every consistently in his career yeah even when even when you can go even into like the pandemic times when people are like fuck this guy cnn's trying to attack him Mm. and he's like i'm not out and still he's just pushing forward that's like i i draw inspiration from dudes like that i draw inspiration as well from somebody who is speaking their truth you know he is not he has he has an authentic yeah he speaks out of integrity I, I, he never doesn't speak out of integrity. It's Robert McKee, the guy who wrote Story. Yeah, he, his definition of a hack. He doesn't mean it in the comedian way. I love, this is one of my favorite definitions. You know this? I, I, th- please keep going. This I read this in that silver book. I read this uh, over and over and yeah. over and yeah. over again. Well, now I really hope I get it right. It's also in the War of Art. He quotes it, which is where I got it. That's War of Art is what I'm thinking of. Okay, yeah, yeah that's the silver book, right? I, McKee, uh, the story is silver. I think. 
I think War of Art is white. It's a straight up silver. Oh, really? The book I got was silver with a red thing. I think you were given an award. Might have. (laughs) It sounds like you were reading a Peabody Award. I'm not not positive about it. But it says, the definition of a hack is someone who thinks they can predict what an audience wants. They're thinking about that first, and then they try to reverse engineer and give it to them. Yep. And I was like- What the marketplace is dictating. Exactly. They they want to sell it to the marketplace. That's why I said the machine, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You didn't just make a movie because you could make a movie. There's nothing worse than a video game based on a movie. Yeah. Almost always, historically. Because that video game is being manufactured to be released around the time the movie is released. Not when the game is done. Yeah. Not when the game was done, when the muses got quiet and stopped mm-hmm. telling you how to make the Matrix game. It just got released because that's when it had to be released and it fucking sucks. Because it didn't need to be. It was a marketing play. That's a hack move. You're right. And, You're and right. what I, I find insp- inspiring about Joe is that he's out there going like I'm not making any choices based on fear. I'm I'm going to I'm going to explore and people won't like and then people will like. And by the way, I'm not an expert on all the things he said. I have to be nervous and I'm not endorsing anything. I'm just saying yeah. I like people and I'm drawn to people that are going like I'm curious about this. Let's talk about it and aren't going like it's it doesn't it's, it's not safe to talk about well, that or whatever it might it's be. It's the other thing about him and and, and this is you know uh, it's it's really hard because not everyone understands this, but he when we say he's a comedian first, he is also just a comedian. Like yeah. he is so like I mean I I he texts me we he's obsessed with statins right now. Like with what statins? Like islands? No statins. The <laughs> the heart medication, cholesterol medication. What is it? Why would you be obsessed with that? Who knows? Who fucking knows, Pete? What is it? What does it do, do Pete? You have a cardiologist appointment uh, yeah, coming up. Yeah, no, I <laughs> I know that I'm on statins because it lowers your cholesterol. Oh, you take it? Yeah, I take statins. But it's it. not like something like uh, statins lowers your cholesterol, but it also gives you like vivid dreams and you can no, no, astral no, no, no. project. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. I, and by the way, I know this because we've ta- I've talked to Joe and I've, I've now listened to the podcast he did with this great doctor, talked all about statins. I've talked about the fucking big pharma leaning in, trying to make money, selling their products to cardiologists who sell their products. Yeah. I now know way more than I should know, but I do know... Then when I started taking statins, they said, we want to really check your liver every other month because statins can fuck with your liver. Yeah. And that and that statins can shorten your lifespan where, where they think it's expanding your lifespan. And by the way, I'm speaking yeah, I like understand. I did the research. I don't know what the fuck I'm to talking quote, about. To quote Ben Gillette, if anyone watching makes a medical decision based on a comedian on a podcast, yes. this is his joke. He goes, you deserve to die. <laughs> that's his joke. His joke. I'm not saying that. But, but, but take it with a grain of salt. But Bert that's is who just, Joe is. Is like yeah. He's a guy who gets into something, gets a bee in his bonnet, and he starts doing the research, and he's yeah. passionate about shit. And he, oh, like, it's, one of my, it's like what we were talking about, your agent watching the games. Like, yeah. We just love having a passion. I loved learning everything I could about poker. Remember when poker was so popular? Yes. I loved getting into that hole I where loved it the too. only thing that exists is learning like, oh, 2-7 offsuit is the worst hand. Oh, like, and that's what comedy is. Comedy dude, is like a so my session. Thing, my, th- my thing for, uh, like, I, it's, it's, once again, I go back to the kid with the ice cream store. I like I've had the so kid many who doesn't have a nice answer. <laughs> By the way, if he does, I'll eat shit. I'll happily eat that shit sandwich uh, that exists. I'll be like Laheim. <laughs> what if what if he's listening to this and he goes, wait, first of all, I do listen to podcasts. I didn't know you were talking about Pete Holmes. <laughs> all right, we're in the yeah, clear. He doesn't yeah, listen to podcasts. Yeah, yeah, we're in the clear. And then he's like, secondly, I fucking make ice cream, bro. I'm not just some asshole. Yeah. Like my passion yeah. is fucking ice cream. Like <laughs> I'm just not gonna talk to some asshole who goes, What podcast do you listen to? That's he, right. He's like, Hey man, maybe I have a little bit of dignity and I don't share my whole life with everyone, asshole. Yeah. And I'm like, but uh That is great. The I go back to that kid and I think 
The oh fuck, I don't even know what I was gonna say anymore. The kid of the ice cream store. We're talking about Joe. We're talking about uh, oh, I get into so I get into stuff like really get into stuff statins and and not statins. I wish I could get into like smart stuff like history. I'm really into history. I'm really into um. I get. Like, this is going to sound crazy, but like when we wanted to get a dog, I really got into researching dogs. Yeah, no, and I, I would, it. it would be so much fun. It's a, it's get back after, after a show, get in your hotel bed and just get on an iPad and start flipping through dogs and Buddy. going like, that's a good dog. Let me research. Oh, dog. Well, you know Argentina. what they say about, um, like pornography is it's not pornography. It's, it's the search bubble that you get in. Ooh. It's when you're looking for the thing that turns you on the most. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not actually the jizzing. I know I'm saying it in kind of a funny way, but it's true. Yeah. It's not actually the orgasm. It's the 30 minutes that you spent trying to find something. So similarly, it's not the car. It's not even the dog. Seinfeld has this great line where he goes, it's not the movie, it's the drive to the movie. That that's, that sacred place where you know you're going to see a it's movie. It's not the vacation. Yeah, it's not. It's the getting ready for the vacation. That's right. It's not, you know. It's not this conversation. It's, you know, it's it, like I liked that. I was looking forward to it as I was yeah. driving in. You know, that's life. And I, I know I use pornography, but like I like to kind of let people off the hook and say, you're not just obsessing about something silly. You're actually creating this bubble around you where nothing else exists. And there's nothing like pinpoint focus, like bringing your attention yeah. even to something stupid. It might, it might be a video game. When I play, uh, I'm playing the new Zelda game. When I play that, I'm only thinking about one thing and it, it can be, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it. I'm Rogan. I don't care. It's meditative. It can be. Uh, I, I, I'm going to credit Doug Benson. I'm not sure if this is what he said. Uh, and I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna I apologize, Doug. If I, this is not what Allie, you said. we're sorry. Jen but Kirkman, we're sorry. Did I you even said say Jen's, what Jen no, said? Nah. She said something about the Capital Stormers made sense, and that that I don't oh, know. Okay, I'm joking. <laughs> just, I'm I trying to think of you, something totally. Jen I didn't hear would what never you say. said. So I just no. Said, Jen okay. said that she didn't ask to be born. Uh, I, I, at one point, I thought that was crazy. I never thought about. I never thought about that. I thought about it as a gift, never a curse. And then I went, realized, oh, there's a lot of people in this world that never asked to be born. That's like J Joe DeRosa. Don't forget what you were going to say uh, about, who is he about to quote? Doug, Doug Benson. Uh, Therapeutive. Doug has a great, uh, not Doug, Joe. Uh, Joe DeRosa has a great joke where he goes, Jesus died for your sins. And he goes, I didn't ask him to, which <laughs> yeah. I think is so yeah. funny. It's interesting. I actually think Jen is articulating the central point that the ego would like to make, which is I'm here and it's not my fault. And I actually think it's artistically honest, Yeah. but it's not, to me, I, I would shift that. I would go like, uh, I, I don't find that to be a helpful worldview. I, I, I don't think she's saying it is either, but yeah. it is honest. It, yeah. can be, it can be honest. Like, Doug like Benson Jeff, said, uh, the thing he likes about roller coasters is that you're forced to be present. You're forced to be in that moment. There's, it's really hard yeah. to think about your taxes when you're That's fucking right. free falling. That's what Ramdas says. He goes, when you're in a car accident, chances are you aren't horny. Yeah. And it, but that's how. And he also says, when you're reading a book, when you start reading a book, you can hear the clock, the second hand of the clock ticking. Then you get into the book and it fades away. So what is consciousness? And this is what I'm saying about your guy, the golf cart ice cream shop guy. Focusing attention and doing nothing deliberately can be an incredibly powerful thing. It can actually change reality. You'll stop hearing a sound. But that's very different from just getting, I don't know what that guy was doing, but getting baked and, and listening to whatever's on the radio. Here, drink this. What's that? It's magic mine. Shake it. It's got 
a little bit of caffeine has got nootropics and adaptogens. So it helps with stress, helps you think. Joe loves it. They just sent him a big case, but you would love it. Um, but we just we hit that ninety minute lull, and I was like, "This will help us. This will carry us through the end." I already had mine. Tastes good. Yeah, it's a good thing. You're gonna love it. Uh, where were we? Oh, you were about to quote Doug. You already did. I did. All right. Yeah, I did. Where were we? Uh, we were talking. We were talking about. No, we started talking about the. Uh, I was about to do the man show. You want to finish that? No, I called Tom and I said, "Hey, do you want to do the man show with me?" And he went, "Nope." And he was like, why would we do their show? He's like, let's just do our own show. That's a great... Rick Rubin says he doesn't hang up his gold platinum records. And he goes, why would I try to do something I've done before? Why would I surround myself with the burden of hitting an, hitting a benchmark that I've already hit? Yeah. He's like, blank walls. It's like you. There is no razzle-dazzle. You're just here today. You're just going yeah. for the next one. Yeah, I, I, I try not to look back and just go... What's next? Yeah, like, that's the fun part. It's when you when you talk about like uh, the it's it's not the vacation. It's the getting ready for the vacation, yeah. the planning the vacation, the texting back and forth. Yeah, uh, I had a I had a I have a friend. I have a uh, friend. I, I can say she'll never hear it. It's it's kind of weird, but the co star of my movie, the uh, uh, Eva Babbage, is she the Russian? Yeah. She's great. She's awesome. And she's a really interesting person. A really interesting person. She said to me, um, I was talking about like just fantasizing. I go, you know, what if we did like a, what if we did like a, a cast, um, a cast like party? And like, we I, like, what if, if I make a lot of money, we did like a cast party and then we all went to like somewhere to, to, to go. Like, what would be fun to go? And I, and she goes, well, I know where I'd want to go. And I said, well, I know where I'd want to go. And she said, say it at the same time. And randomly, we both said the Canary Islands. Wow. And then she goes, wait, that's crazy. She goes, she goes, what if we went, but we went on the wrong weekend? And everyone else went on the same weekend. And I went, she goes, what would we do? And I was like, I don't it sounds know. sounds like this woman was hitting on No, 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 no. Well, she was, you know, it's so funny because she said. She's like, wouldn't that she, be crazy? She, she said something to that effect. And then I said, and then she, we started joking. And we started like planning a trip that we were never going to take. Yeah. But we were texting each other. What like fun things. Hey, do you know they have windsurfing? And it was really fun. It yeah. was really yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, this is almost fun. I'll never go on this trip with her. It's more fun. It's more fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I want to start planning just, trips with people that I'll never do. Yeah. But just yeah. plan them. Like I have a chat thread with Joe DeRosa, Ari Shafir, Shane Gillis, Sal Volcano. And the, I don't know what it was, but the last thing someone said was, are you guys here? And then randomly, Joe DeRosa goes, like two weeks ago, just goes, is anyone coming or not? And then Ari goes, I'm on my way. I'm getting wine. And then Sal's like, do we need food? We're talking about a thing that's never going to happen. And it's so fucking fun. You're really tapping into one of my cornerstone beliefs, which is everything is an excuse to love. And that sounds so basic. That's great. But this planning a party isn't the party. It's just a way to say with subtitles on, I see you. You're valuable to me. I remember you. I'm yeah. holding space for you, and I love you. That's all of it. Yeah. So Instagram, fucking this podcast, stand-up comedy, even an argument like can become an excuse to love. And that sounds so basic. All of the profound truths of my life sound so trite. But when you really like 
when that explodes like fireworks. I, I, I love you? I love that more than anything. Yeah, I love the you know when I I I I love loving things. That's number one. I love loving things. Yeah, and I love getting into things. And I love. Uh, I was talking to someone about. Uh, uh, I love going to live shows. As a comedian who does live shows, I love going to live shows. I love going to live shows at venues I've performed at yeah. to see what that venue's like. Yeah. Uh, and I love my favorite part. You know, I was someone said, why do they even do pre-sale when you do uh, tour dates? I said, pre-sale's for the people that love. Because pre-sale is when I know that I know I've done a little bit of work, Set it on my calendar. I got an alarm that comes up. I know the tr- the code, and then I can buy good tickets for this for a good price in in a good section. Yeah, that's for me. It's, and by the way, I do it on mine. That's for the people that love. And so then, yeah. And I go. My favorite thing to do is I did it for Steely Dan. I was I went through a huge like resurgence of Steely Dan over the over the pandemic. Like really listened to a lot of Steely Dan. And then Steely Dan was coming here, and I said, I immediately I got on presale. I bought a box at the Hollywood Bowl. I, I got the whole box. I bought all the tickets. And then I got to plan. I got to, first of all, I had something to look forward to, but I got to plan my night. I got to fall in love with the thing, like really take yeah. my time. And I said to my wife, who do we want to go? Yeah. And she goes, well, you know, you've been listening to Steely Dan a lot with your trainer. You should invite your trainer. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've been listening to it a lot. We're both into Steely Dan. And I go, oh, you know what? Her... Roommate is Antonio LaFassa, one of the best chefs in LA. We, at 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 the Hollywood Bowl, you cater your own dinners. Yeah, I know. Let's have Antonio yeah. ca- Antonia cater our dinner. And then I I I gotta be honest with you, Pete. I didn't enjoy the show <laughs> because I because it, all the fun was over for me. The fun of planning, the fun of wondering, do they sell sweatshirts? The fun of and then I got there and they didn't sell the sweatshirts and I was cold because I didn't bring a sweatshirt and then he didn't play all the songs I wanted him to play. Everyone had a blast, but I was like, it's over. It's almost like, yeah. I was like, fuck. It's like like if you plan on having yeah. sex with your wife at night and then you talk about it all day and you're flirting on text just, and then the second you penetrate, you're like, well, this is going to be over in a fucking couple minutes. I and, like, and then I'm not getting this again. was way ahead of you. I yeah. was going to say I dated a, a woman long distance and, there's no, and Val and I dated long distance. That's my wife. And there's nothing better than those times where we're like, Val's coming this weekend. You're at work and you remember. And you're absolutely right. As soon as the car's in the garage, you're just like, T minus is 35 seconds. What do you want to get a pizza? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's it's I the 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 we're like it was all the we anticipation. Went, we went to, every time we go to Hawaii, every, we go to Hawaii not fairly often, but we've gone a bunch with the girls. Every time we go to Hawaii, I get so bummed. Yeah. Like day two where I go, it's almost over. Yeah. It's almost it's just it's an I think that's what I'm going through in my life right now. At 50, I go. So fuck, I lived, I, I mean, I, first of all, it's a blessing to have lived this long at all because yeah. I know people that didn't make it here. But I go, it's like 20, 25 more years? 25 the way I live? 20? 30? Yeah, I think we'll get 30? I don't know, maybe. Well, some, some, they'll fix something. There's got to be some technology that shows up. And so, You're one of those anchor tattoo old fucks at the yeah, nursing yeah. home, though. It's like, <laughs> I had four martinis this morning, and you're yeah. like 90. But, but like, you look 110. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But like I go, but I, I wonder if like I love the planning the trip. I love yeah. the, the airport ride. Yeah. I love the fucking flight. I love landing. I love that first night's dinner. And then everything after that, I start I going, understand. 
and start going like, fuck, it's almost over. That's one of the tricks of life. But we don't have to wait to try and do it. We can do it right now. It's called dropping anchor into it. Like I catch myself, what's next? When's this over? Like I'm having a great time. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It's running. It's like sand running through our hands. And it's we can either panic or we can just go like, that's what it is. And that's actually what informs the beauty of it. I really think if you knew, because, okay, I'll tell you this story. We're, we went to Bora Bora, and we were having such a great time I, I in love, Bora Bora. By the way, I don't even know anything about it, but I already love this story. It's the Canary Islands of, of the French Polynesia. Yeah. <laughs> so we're in Bora Bora, and uh, we actually had our baby with us. It was awesome. And, you know, we were there for six days or something, and around day five, we Chrysler'd it. We were like, what are we doing? Why are we going back? And we were like, let's stay for, f- like, 12 days yeah let's stay for two weeks we just extended it kept the room fucking nuts we went <laughs> we machined it yeah around day 10 i was like what is this hell <laughs> is this some sort of hell realm <laughs> hold on <laughs> the hardest the, the hardest i've ever laughed not the hardest but one of the most purest sentences that made me fall out of my chair laughing mm. Matt, do you know Matt Frost? He's an agent over at CAA. I think I do know Frosty. Matt Frost. I'm, Frosty yeah. is the best. I've, I love Frosty to death. He used to be my agent for a long time. He's the best. There's, I, there's, I love that guy. So me and him were doing a show, I think with Jay Moore in Hawaii, and the trip was uh, three days. You fly in, day off, perform, and then you fly out the next day. Hmm. And or maybe even that yeah the next day, and Frosty goes that's it seems like a short time to be in Hawaii yeah why fly all the I was way? like yeah and he goes he goes well, does she want to extend our trips I said yeah let's extend our trips he goes how long I go like a week he's like yeah fucking we'll do it. I'll stay an extra week we do the show we're having a great time and Frosty and I everyone's like oh, I'm gonna leave tomorrow and Frosty's like not us not us <laughs> everyone leaves. We spend a day by the beach. We get drunk. The next morning, we wake up to go to breakfast, and Frosty has this look on his face. No, and I go, what? Stop. And he goes, stop it. We have six more days. And I go, yeah. And he goes, I the exact same thing. I said, yeah. And he goes, should we get jobs? <laughs> and should I, it, we it, get jobs. And it was just, it was the funniest thing, because you're like, yeah, what, like, what are we doing? Just sitting here? Like, what are we doing with our lives? Like, yeah. we, we're just, and then. That's what I mean. When you are at a hotel that only has seven different dinners and you've had each of them twice. Yeah. You're asking for a handgun for dessert. <laughs> a, a vacation. <laughs> a vaca- that's what I love about touring is that it never gets old. Yeah. It never, like, we're, we leave. What's we, it? We leave on, we leave on, uh, we, we leave Sunday or Monday to go out to New York to start this fully loaded tour and the girls are coming with me. The, all, both girls, they're be, uh, George is bringing a friend, Leanne's going to be on the tour. And I go, this is what I could do for the rest of my life if my girls would just give up on their dreams and just live with me yeah. and live with me on a tour bus and just everyone works for dad. Like mm. do it Ozzy Osbourne style. Yeah. Like the whole fucking family yeah, yeah, just yeah. fucking focuses around dad. Yeah. Oh, I could do that for the rest of my goddamn life. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I would never get off tour. I would never get off tour. I'd buy them a tour bus. I'd buy, I'd buy the dogs a tour bus. I'd be fucking, <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. I would love that. I would love that. There's a great feeling. Dude, the best tour I've ever been on was when we, during the pandemic. We did that. I created the drive-in movie theater tour. And the very first day, we got on. We all tested. We all got on the bus. Everyone tested negative. And we went, this is our bubble. We can't leave this bubble. No one we, no one interacts with anyone. Steal. And we lived in a bubble on a tour bus 
for I think like six weeks, and I was like, this is everything. Yeah. This is well, everything. It's what we were saying about the search. It's Didn't I use the word bubble? Yeah. It's like you want to shrink. We're not supposed to know as many people as we know. We're not supposed to know as much information as we know. We're not supposed to know as much. And, and, you and, and I, as think, animals, yeah. we're not designed to hold all I of this. I should not have a phone. No. Like, I actually you was... also shouldn't be getting updates on the like political infrastructure of, of Sicily. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, you hear about the unrest in Sicily, the market. Can we not? Can we not? Because I'm trying to deal with the trash in my in my car. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to put down a country's needs. I'm just saying it's overwhelming when you know everything about everybody, you, and you're not supposed to. You're not, and you're not supposed to know what every like. I could name 300 celebrities. You'd know what each one of them looks like. You'd know a little bit about each one of them. It's fucking wrong. I shouldn't know who uh, uh, Sebastian Stan is. Yeah, I shouldn't. Why do you know who? Um, I know. I know a Nicole lot about him. Richie is. Like, I know a lot about her. I know yeah. a lot about her, and I, I probably shouldn't because based on my interests. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you. I'm sure. I, I didn't mean to put her down. I'm just, I didn't mean to say Sebastian Stan, but he's a sweet guy. Yeah, I mean, he's a great actor. I know I a lot about him. He's gorgeous. I'm just pi- picturing Sebastian. Um, the uh, I'll <laughs> tell you when I when probably two thousand. Four, two thousand two, two thousand three, right around then, cell phones were really like big. It was like really turned a corner, and I, I, Leanne got me into therapy, and I said to the therapist, um, my I think my phone rang in therapy, and I went, ugh, not answering that. She goes, why wouldn't you answer that? I said, I don't know who it is. I don't want to talk to someone. This is the beginning of cell phones, right? She goes, you have a social anxiety disorder, and I was like, no. I was like, hold on, hang on, don't don't take the technology of today and, and then start applying shit. I go, I don't ever want to answer my phone. I won't reply to anyone. I just wish I didn't have one. And she was like, Yeah, but you do. And I went, but hang on, what we I go, what about twelve years ago when this didn't exist? What what was your diagnosis twelve years ago? When someone like I go, there's there, this isn't real. This is a new thing. And you're now applying my fucked up behaviors to something that wasn't here 12 years right, ago right and I, I remember being really upset the same therapist told me by the way i said i have a fear of flying she was when was the last time you flew i said fucking monday she goes well then you don't have a fear and i was like hang on she goes people that have a fear don't fly so we're done with that you're good what else and i went the fuck and then i also told this lady i said a lot of bad things to this lady i, if, I hope she's listening so i'd like to apologize i told her she I, had Yelp. I told her uh I, she was unattractive and uh, what? I said, she was unattractive. And uh, I said, down. and I said, uh, I said, I was like, so wait, I go, do you have a mortgage? She goes, I don't know why that's important. I said, well, as long as you have a mortgage, I'm at problems. Like, cause I, my, my problems are paying for your mortgage. So like, I'm never going to get done with this. Am I? And she goes, well, therapy's not being done with it. And I went, no, but like, I'm just, I got like, I want to know what extra, do you have a boat? Because if you have a boat, then I'm worried ah! that I'm going to have more problems because you're going to say we need to come twice yeah, a day. you want a therapist with yeah. an $800 a month apartment. And then I said, and then I said, and then we can be honest in therapy, right? And she said, yeah. I said, well, I'm like, I'm attractive to you. So like, I'm, you're always going to be excited that, for me to come in because I'm more attractive than you. And you so said you're, that? I said this to this therapist. She was like, I'm so confused. And I went, well, no, I'm just saying like, if I had... If I was a therapist and there was a really hot chick that I w- I'd look forward to her and I'd be like, yo, your problem. Like I would always make sure that she's not going anywhere. So I go, so I feel like I'm never going to be done with wow. therapy because I'm more attractive than you and you have a mortgage. And she was like, 
uh, she goes, I, I think quite honestly, you need to find a new therapist. And I was like, I agree. I agree. And I was like, I need one that doesn't have a mortgage and is fucking hot as shit. <laughs> she was like, wow. Oh this is, you, you know, <coughs> that, that's a very funny story, obviously. And there's, there's some, there's something going on there. Oh, buddy. My therapist who just did the podcast would admit that our sessions were like funny and interesting. So that he, he had to be alert as to not withhold healing yeah, or or some piece of advice that he's like, you know, I'll tell you next week, you know, like because maybe he wanted to. It's interesting. It yeah. also, but it does presuppose that the therapist is sitting on some sort of golden ticket. Really, they're just there to create a space where you do the work on yourself. Yeah. Well, you got to You got to Well, first of all, you got to trust in therapy. I didn't trust in therapy at yeah. the time. Yeah. I did not. I was put into therapy. I was put in therapy by everyone around me, going like, "You should go do therapy." Yeah, that's tricky. That's like when other people get you sober. Like, it's it's yeah. a little bit more helpful when you go like, "I need therapy." No, this this latest run of therapy was like me saying, "Well," because I stopped doing therapy because I was talking too much, and I could not get my voice to rebound. Wow. So to talk for an extra hour, yeah, was really fucking me up. I was just looking at that. You have one of those? See up there on the top shelf? Oh, I can't. I can't have humidity anywhere in my lungs. Why? Uh, it's, it clogs them up. Like, I can't go into steam rooms. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, I, my lungs will be like, I, I even just talking about it, psychosomatic. My yeah. lungs, ever since I was a kid, if I slept near a humidifier, I'd wake up with a chest infection. Really? Yeah, I don't know what it is. I can't do uh, Mucinex. Hmm. Um, I think I have allergy-induced, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. Anyway. You ever see a ghost? A ghost? Yeah. Yeah. What, do you think that has to do with my lungs? <laughs> I I'm bringing yeah. this in for a landing. Fuck yes. So I say you ghosts. ever see a ghost. Fuck yes, I have. Fuck yes. Dude, I hardcore believe in ghosts. Tell me your I ghost. Hardcore. Tell me your ghost. We went to- uh, It was a Monday. Alcatraz. Like, it's like your Yelp review? We went to Alcatraz. I, I, now, you can Google this, and you can find the exact stats of the things I'm talking about. So we went to Alcatraz. I called Zach Baggins, and I said, hey, we're going to Alcatraz. I want to have an interaction with the with a ghost. He said, okay. Zach's like Ghost Adventurers oh, okay. on Travel Channel. He is, I, I would say, the foremost ex expert in, in paranormal activity in the world right now. Right. Uh, he said, here's what you do. Get lost. Get lost. Find a place. Hunker down and, and welcome them in. Have a conversation with them. Like literally, like scare yourself. Get yourself scared. And then that that's when... And so I said, okay. Wait, so, he's like, they like the fear? I don't I don't know. But like he said, like, put yourself out there. Like, go down and say, like, hey, I'm here. I'm ready to, I'm, I, want, I want to meet you or whatever. Like, welcome them. Right. And so. Because no unfriendly spirits ever pass through yeah. Alcatraz. <laughs> I, I have so many jokes about this. I have so many jokes about this. I have so many jokes about this. Like, because. <laughs> No, because I was like, how come all these jokes, are, these these ghosts are progressive? Where are the racist ghosts? Like, That's interesting. Like, Ooh, why is there a black guy holding a camera? <laughs> what? Who's letting the woman talk? Someone smack her, please. In my day, no woman would tell her, you, your man what to do. Why isn't she pregnant? So... Um, Why isn't she pregnant? He like, says, the, "Like so, it's always just boo, and then they're done." Yeah, just boo. You came, you came back from the other side to say boo. Yeah, like there should be one ghost that's like, Meh. like in in. Uh, anyway, anyway, so <laughs> we go to Alcatraz, and the and I and I start kind of disappearing, getting lost, 
And then, and then I, I'd catch Is up. This with a private tour. Private tour. Private tour. Private tour. Private tour. Peel off. Private tour. We're taking. We're taking there at uh, midnight uh, on a boat over to Alcatraz. Wow. We're the only ones on the entire island, uh, other than the one guy taking us around and showing us the entire facility. Wow. It's when I worked for Travel Channel, so we have a film crew with us. So I, I kind of get lost, but I catch up with the thing. And then at one point, I'm talking to ghosts, and I'm like, you know, like trying to t- t- to open up. And they put me in a cell, and the cell gets locked, and they can't unlock it. And I'm like, and everyone's like, wait, wait this is like not planned. Not planned. And they can't unlock it. And they're like, hold on, give us a second. This has never happened. And I start really getting scared. Like, actually really getting scared in a weird way. Like, I have a panic attack going like, what if they can't, what if What if it's going to take like a a minute to get, to, like, a, like a couple weeks, or like a week or a day to get this, like, what if they have to bring in a chainsaw and fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, and then it unlocks, and I'm like, okay. But I got, I got really scared. I got genuinely scared. So then, everyone goes up uh, to the to like the infirmary, I think, and I tell the guy I'm gonna go wander. I'm gonna go wander, and I know there's cameras kind of watching me wander. It's it's a, we're filming everything. I'm gonna go wander. I said, where's like the fucking scariest place? He goes uh, downstairs. Uh, in um isolation like where they isolation is pretty fucking sketchy i said really and he goes yeah go down go down the doors do not lock it so don't worry but go down close the door you can fucking find one it'll fucking freak you out so i go down <clears throat> i go down to uh where they uh, the isolation where they put the guy like, if by the solo by himself yeah i go down and i start looking and i find one and i go in and i shut the door and i'm like all right, my name's Bert. I'm here, and I'm for real. I want to see you. I want to. I want to talk to you. I want to know that you're real. I want to feel your presence. And I see a red light in the corner. I go, God damn it! They put a fucking GoPro in here, right? They put a fucking GoPro in here. They're fu- and so in a weird way, I get very comfortable because I know there's a camera filming. Yeah. So I, I play up a little bit, and I go, I'm not scared of you. I don't know what you did, but I know you're a coward for doing it. And because it's a criminal, it's a criminal, right? I don't know who you hurt, but you're not going to hurt me today. And all of a sudden, it gets ice cold in there, and I'm like, and I get chill bumps top to bottom all over my body, and I'm like, and I feel a presence on me, and I'm like, and I see the red light, and I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm getting chill bumps right now. I go, I'm not scared, I'm not scared, and I hear a fucking like a slam, and I'm like, motherfucker. I'm scared and I get out now in my head I go they got the shot and I get out and I fucking pop out and no one's around and I go over and I find my cameraman and they're like where'd you go and I said I went down to solitary uh, whatever confinement and they're like really I said yeah and I I'm like have you guys been down there and they're like no where is it and so I take them down and I go it's down here and then I was like hold on uh I go listen to the producer I go do you want to jump in and grab the GoPro she goes what GoPro I said, you guys put a GoPro. There's a red light in the corner. I, I know there's a GoPro. And I just so you know, we, it's good footage. It's, I did get scared. And I did run out in a fucking thing. But there's a GoPro. And she goes, there's no GoPro in there. And then the guy says, this is solitary confinement. And if you really want to get spooked, go in there. And if you talk, if you see a ghost, you'll see a little red light. People say they've seen a red light. And I went, hold on. So I go in there with a flashlight into the same one. And there's no fucking red light. I'm looking everywhere for a red light. I shut the door. No fucking red light. And I'm like... Oh my God, there was, the red light was the ghost? I, Google it. I swear to God, Google it. And I Google it, you'll find it. I, I, I haven't found it, but that guy said it on the tour. And I was like, I was in there with a real fucking ghost the whole fucking time. 
And then I was terrified. I was terrified I wouldn't leave my camera crew's side. I was like, there's fucking ghosts in here. And we fucking left. We got off the thing. I started drinking whiskey right away. And then I was like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, spirits lead to spirits often. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I can. Yeah. And I'm terrified. Oh, I uh, I have I've had, I've been molested by a ghost. I think I was raped by a ghost one time. Tell me. Uh my body. People have talked about this before. Didn't we just talk about this? Kesha was talking about it. You all of a sudden you almost get sleep paralysis where your body you're kind of awake but you're dreaming, but you're kind of awake and you're present and your body is held down. Mm. It was when it was the first time it ever happened. I was probably 12 years old, 14 years old, maybe 12 or 13. And I was held down in my bed and my body couldn't move. And I felt a, a woman, a female on top of me take control of my body and have sex with me. I'd never had sex before, but, and then I had a nocturnal emission. I had a wet dream and I went, and then all of a sudden I could get up. And as I got up, I checked and I was like, oh my God, I just had a wet dream. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck was that? But I got completely. I had a, I had complete and total lucid dreaming where I had sex with someone wow. lucid and I had and I had a nocturnal emission and I was like and it happened to me a couple times in college and it happened to me it happened to me as an adult it's happened to me before but never n- not not consistently like wet dreams but that first time when I was like 13 fucking full blown wet dream like sometimes you can't finish yeah no, a lot of times, and a lot the, of times, and the ghost is like, like, "Don't worry, don't go anywhere, it don't happens go anywhere." To a lot of guys, I don't want to get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Promise you'll pull out. By the way, so one of my first jobs was being a reenactor in Salem, Massachusetts, and we did the the witch trials, right? <laughs> oh my god! And For real? Yeah, and and one of the testimonies was I was laying in my bed, and her name was uh, Goodwife Bishop appeared straddling me. They're all like kind of like your story, like. She was sending her spirit to kind of like jump my bones or or, or fuck with me or or scare me or whatever it might be. So your story is like, at the very least, written on our DNA as something that like happens to human beings and also quite possibly like a real paranormal phenomenon. Dude, I would. I've had I've had a few things that are crazy, crazy paranormal stuff, but like those are the ones. Like I woke up, I heard a slam one time in my old old house. And I woke up and every door, I always sleep with all doors shut. Mm. I always sleep with all my doors shut. And every door was exactly half open, even the closets. And I was like, oh. and we lived in Cecil B. DeMille's old house. It's so funny. Last I night, don't care for any last night, my cousin comes over and my wife's giving a tour of our, of our, the house we currently live in to her. She's walking through all the rooms and I, and we go to the front room and I go, the man that lives here before this is the room he died in. And she goes, no, he died in in, the, in our room. And I went, what? She goes, he died in our room. And I go, he did? He did? She was like, you didn't know that? And I was like, no, I thought he died in the front room. She goes, why would he die in the front room? He died in his bedroom. I go, he died in our room? <coughs> She's like, yeah, why does that scare you? I go, yeah. I was like, you could have never told me that. He died in the corner with the GoPro. She's like, there's no GoPro. There's in the corner with the GoPro. There was a house we looked at one time, and there was a body mark in between two of the rooms because the guy had died, and he had been there for a while, and it burned into the wood and you could see on the ground on the wood you could see his body mark on the wood wow and i was like you're reminding me that when uh i was in amsterdam there's there's something called the museum of death and we've been there yeah oh really i've been to amsterdam a lot and i did a tv show in amsterdam so yeah so you've been there when we went there we were very stoned uh terrible idea and you know it so they rent plots 
in Amsterdam in, in, in the Netherlands. So you get a plot for a certain amount of time, but then they dig you up. They exhume you. And then this museum, terrible idea, is just people's belongings that they found in their coffins. So it's literally just old glasses and a pocket watch and a handkerchief. And it's you're walking around and you're just like, first of all, it's like quite a ways outside of the city. Mm -hmm. It's not really a museum. It's just kind of like a building. And three, the people giving the tour looked like they were at gunpoint. They were so scared. The tour people were terrified. They were, yeah. it wasn't an act. This was like the most boring <clears throat> museum. And they were like, and um, in this room we have some of the baby coffins, you know, and, and, and then a door slammed and the woman jumped and screamed. And it was not, part of the fun oh she was just like i picked the wrong choice zach and zach and uh aaron goodwin are the run ghost adventures ghost i think i'm saying it right and they have i was friends with them and they would we'd and they would say they would go to these houses and they'd bring spirits home with them and they and that their houses were then fucked because they'd have spirits in their houses that they that and Zach has bought, I mean, you do have to Google it, and I don't want to say it because I don't want to misrepresent it, but Zach has bought, like, beds mass murderers killed their victims on. And he bought the house Linda Bianca lived in uh, right around here. Yeah. The, where, where the, char, where the, he bought that house. Or maybe not Linda, no, Linda Bianca. Linda Bianca was one of the one before Sharon Tate, right? I don't know. She was, her husband was a, was a, a, a supermarket mogul. Okay. And they killed her, I think the Biancas. And he bought the bed? And he bought the house. The house. The house that he they were wanted in. the house. He cuz he's into that for whatever his his love is. His, yeah, yeah, his yeah. paranormal. That's his yeah, his yeah, his presale code is death. Okay, let's we're going to lighten the mood. Good call. Bring it in for Atlantic. I I I love this mood. I just yeah, don't yeah, want to yeah. be too one note cuz this is freaky deaky. And you already kind of did it since you did the show like over I feel like 8 years ago. Was that the last time I did your show? It was at the. It was at Meltdown. It was about eight years. Oh my ago. god! Yeah, it was crazy. I. You know what I remember from it? We were riffing so much at one point. You went, "We're dancing!" <laughs> like we were laughing so oh. much, and we didn't really know each other. No, yeah. Um. Anyway, I had another memory. I remember when Segura did it. He was on the phone and he was whispering what Dave Chappelle said. Like Chappelle had all those jokes about Louis, and do you remember there was a climate that you couldn't even like say the jokes that yeah. Chappelle said about it because we were still kind of it was baby steps of yeah. a new time. Yeah. And I remember Sigaro before he went in, as if he was you know saying the nuclear nuclear launch codes. He was like, yeah. and he said, "Bitch, you can't hang up the phone." He was like that, yeah. and I was like, <laughs> yeah. "Wow, that was that was a very interesting time." Um, okay, what was I saying? Oh, you already said it. That one of the times you laughed the hardest in your life, you already said one. This is the new question we ask at the end. Can you think of the time you laughed the hardest, the most in your life? But you don't have to burden yourself with finding the time. Is there a time where you're laughing to the point of tears? Maybe you're a kid. Maybe someone fell. Maybe someone farted. Speaking of which, I thought of a roast joke for you. I was like, you, you can't stop working. You're like the frumpy Kevin Hart. You're, you're like Kevin Fart. <laughs> it's Kevin, not quite right. Kevin Shart. You're Kevin Shart. Yeah, thank you. You just improved it. Bert's like Kevin Shart. Um, <laughs> I can quantify down. I can I, I, only because only because I love laughter. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you just a couple of my favorite laughs I've ever had in my life. 
Number one, you can find online. And this is one of the hardest I've ever laughed in my life. Tom and I, had we had just started really hanging out and being friends, and we went to Hawaii together and with, with our wives. And <clears throat> I was drinking, and he, we went upstairs, and he asked me if I would shave his back. And in shaving his back, I realized <laughs> that his ar- armpit hair was connected to his tit hair. And I said, hey, man, can I just hollow that out for you? And we're happy to be recording this. What's the matter? I'm just freaking out how okay. funny this is. So I, can I hollow that out for you? Or just so I go. You wanted to make it a peninsula. Make it so that you had armpit hair and chest hair. Yeah. It wasn't one set of hair. Yeah. And I said, what I do is I'll Caesar my tits. I'll Caesar them. I'll cut the hair like this so they look more defined. I'll do it for you. You're going to look so much better. I'm being very earnest. Stop it. What? <laughs> this is too much. You're saying it like it's normal, but it's not. It's, it's so funny. Normal. It's not like the weirdest thing I've ever heard, but it's very funny to have you be like, so naturally, I said, I can Caesar your tits. Caesar them out. Yeah. I'll Go Caesar on. them out. I'm dying. Out your armpits. I'm I'll dying. Give you a little diamond under there. You look, you look good. So I take the clippers and I do the first tit. And as I bring it around the corner, I'm too close to the forest to see the trees. As I pull back, I realize it looks like his tits are wearing sunglasses, like, and and it looks ridiculous, and it looks really bad. And I also, in my head, I know this is our first of six days in Hawaii oh where God. he's gonna have to wear. Just double down. You should have done horizontal lines like those '80s sunglasses. You should have just made it look like it. And I'm laughing so hard that I can't apologize. And he's like, and all he's saying with very vulnerable eyes is, "Does it look good?" And I'm going, oh no, it's not, it's not great. And then he goes into the bathroom, and you can see the video of me, of me sitting on the toilet, sweating, and I can't stop laughing because he is not happy. And he's like, looks horrible. <laughs> okay, that's one. What that's did you, one. what did he do? Did he just shave it all off? What no, did no, do? no. He left it like that. Wore a shirt at the beach the whole weekend. Oh my god! By and the so, way, that reminds me of one of my other favorite moments in the machine. What is when the guy has his throat cut and he yeah. goes. Don't touch it. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's yeah. bad. Don't touch it. It's bad. Um, uh, the it's another bad. another time I was we were smoking weed. I was smoking weed with my sister and both my sisters, and we were on Catalina Island, and we were the big group. We were camping, and someone said, "You know, there's buffalo here." And my sister said, "Really?" And they said, "Yeah, the owner for the the Cubs. They used to do spring training out here, and so the owner for the Cubs." brought out like he owned it they do the spring training and he brought the buffalo out for 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 that for he brought the buffalo out and my sister goes for a scrimmage and i went huh she and then i had a visual of the cubs warming up on the home field side throwing the thing the (laughs) owner coming out in a seersucker suit with a big cigar and a fucking straw hat seeing the cubs warming out and then looking over and seeing buffalo grazing on the other side for the visitor team and goes I meant the fucking team, not the guy. And so, and I couldn't stop laughing. I could not stop fucking laughing. I could not stop laughing. I um, meant the team. I could, I was just, all I could hear was I, in my head that, okay, another one. To scrimmage? Segura tells me that he has met Jennifer Aniston. This You can find this one online. He tells me that he's met Jennifer Aniston. And I go, bro, I thought we were a fucking team. Like, if you're going to meet Jennifer Aniston, you got to bring me with you. And he tells him it's his long story. And at the end, he tells me it's a lie. And I go, why the fuck would you do that? He's I go, done that to me. Yeah. Those and, big lies. And so I go, I go, hold on. You've established one fact. And that is, if we meet Jennifer Aniston, we're doing it together. And he goes, okay, that's a deal. 
And I go, he goes, where should we do it? And I said, well, what do you mean where should we do it? I go, well, we're not doing it at your house. Cause, and I go, and we can't do it at my house. It's too small. We'll do it at her house. And he goes, do we bring our wives? And I go, no, we're not bringing our fucking wives. <laughs> and he goes, can, I go, can she bring someone? And he says, yeah, she can bring someone for safety. And then I go, and then he goes, maybe that's not the message we want to put out. And I start laughing so hard because I can, all I can see is his eyes saying for safety. And then he goes, maybe that's not the message. And I could not stop laughing. It's the heart. It's one of the hardest I've ever laughed in my life. He's saying she I, needs yeah, security for, for safety you. for both of us. And he's like, maybe that's not the message we want to put out. I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard. And that, but only followed by the hardest I've ever laughed. And 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 I, and I and please caveat: I may find harder times I've laughed. Yeah, it's okay. the hardest times I've ever laughed is when I told him I drank a gallon of Kool Aid, and I didn't understand why he was laughing at first. Is I this the most recent clip? This is the most recent clip is we were sitting there, and he said, uh, "He said, what do you got in there?'" I said, "Kool Aid," and I'm being so honest, and that's. I, I think know that's I'm the, so the earnest. I'm, You're the, being... I'm at the funniest when I'm not trying to be funny. You're not trying. I watched this clip. I loved it. And he goes, "What flavor?" I go, "Red." Red. And he's like, "Red Kool Aid." I said, "It's the best. Try it." I said, "Get yourself some." And so he pours a cup. And he goes, "This really is Kool Aid." I go, "Yeah." What did you think it was? I, I'm at the time. I don't think there's anything to mock about what I'm doing. That's... And he sips it and he goes, "This is. <laughs> You're drinking a gallon of Kool Aid." And I said, "Yeah." And he goes. <laughs> He starts laughing and he goes, people look at you and they go, look at that guy. He's so healthy. He's drinking water. You're drinking Kool-Aid. And as soon as he said that, I went, oh yeah, maybe that's not so healthy. And then he goes, you're drinking Kool-Aid. You're drinking a gallon of Kool-Aid. And as he's laughing, I'm realizing, oh, this is not healthy. But I thought it was healthy. And I'm, and then I Because start, it's so watery? Because it's so watery. And yeah. I'm going, oh yeah. And then as he's laughing, I'm realizing how ridiculous I am. And at one point I go, doesn't you ever not realize how different you you are until someone points it out and you're like I'm really different yes. and I and that when we laughed at Kool-Aid and I'd never watched it I'd never watched it we just had a good laugh and then I <laughs> sent it I sent it to my dad and my my dad my dad was for Thanksgiving and my dad says uh, buddy the two bears thing is that like a is that like a big deal and I said no it's just our podcast and he was like yeah but my my friends have said the there's a Kool Aid clip and I went oh yeah I like I drank I drank Kool Aid and he goes huh I said well I don't know and we're at my sister's house I go just play the clip I'd never seen it and my dad was crying laughing and he and he goes you drink a gallon of Kool Aid you drink a gallon of Kool Aid and I was like I was like and again I'm going I didn't realize how fucked up and I watched yeah, it for the first time yeah. and I was crying it laughing. was like seeing someone else's life it's it really you was a weird guy drinking a gallon of Kool Aid. Yeah. A grown man. A grown man drinking a, grown a man. gallon but, of Kool-Aid. But Bert, here you are today. Yeah. Drinking a gallon of Kool-Aid. I, I it's I can't stop. <laughs> it's red. And you say it like a little kid. <laughs> what flavor is it? Red. It's so good. 
I, well, we're not going to be able to top. What a great edit. You are a dream guest. <laughs> Buddy, I love you. I love I you. I love having talks with you. You're, I, you're so fucking great. Thanks, man. You're I, so fucking great. Let's get together this next, let's at do the it. end of the summer. Let's we'll do We'll do it. some shows together we'll do some and hang oxies. out, do some dinner. Oxies. I mean, Oxnard shows. Yeah, we'll do some Oxies. Don't call them Oxies. Well, we call it Oxies and Oxnard. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably been taken. <laughs> that's been taken. Um, I would love any excuse to do something together and, and laugh again. What a delight you are! Would you, oh, everybody go see the machine? I clearly please, please check it out. It should be it. on. Should be coming out on VOD. I think it's got one more week in theaters. VOD. It'll be in theaters for a while, but VOD is coming out, and then it's and worth then, seeing yeah. in the theater. Though. And then, I mean, and then we'll be. Out of, I'm sure we'll be on a streamer soon. The other, the other joke I love with yep. Mark Hamill getting out of the car, playing your dad, and he goes, "Now this is the kind of Russian architecture I was hoping to see." <laughs> yeah. I was like that joke. There was so much of that that we had to cut out just for time. Just him being a just dad. Just him being here. He was really, there were so many fucking funny, we have a great moment that we had to cut for time oh, I, of me and him inside the fucking train station. Yeah. Oh, it was, he Great was, sets, by the way, too. That train looked dope. Oh, yeah. And also, here's a great, I think he's so, Mark Hamill's so funny in it, and I don't know if he gives a fuck, but I'm like, it was 0% Skywalker. He completely vanished. He just was that guy. A lot and of people saying him. this is the best movie he's ever been in. <laughs> That is overly a new hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> I said, Mark, wouldn't it be cool if we did three of these? That is <laughs> so, like, well, it's set up for a seek. Uh, yeah, yeah, it it's is. Set up for a seek. It, it, is, it? it is. The Ain't Mexican it. mafia. I mean, we'll see. I'll be there. Um, would you say keep it? We wrote it out for you. Keep it crispy. It's just how we end. Thank yeah, of you course. for doing this. What do I want me to say? Just say it to me. You can just say it to me. Hey, Pete. Keep it crispy. We did. We, we did. did today. <laughs> that was fucking great, man. Oh, I loved it. That was fun as fuck. <laughs> <laughs>